1: Coming up on episode 41 of Nosebleed Seats, there's a lot of football to talk about. hirings and firings across the country. We'll get into college football. And, of course, we'll talk the real deal pigskin, the pros. Thanksgiving, not so hot. On the show, everyone can afford to listen to the Nosebleed Seats. time for the show, everyone can afford to listen to it. It's episode 41.
2: 41 is here. Walchick, I know you've been waiting for this one. This is a milestone for you. This is is the big four one. Who you got to shout out? I'm going to give this one to you, man.
1: All right. I'm going to hold off on a person. I'm going to say Terrence Newman. T-new, baby. Still playing.
2: We talked about him last week. Oh, my God. You just did that. I set you up. Yeah, I I set you up. It's my thing. I I always start the show with this. This is what I always do. I graciously give it to you to give to your man. To I mean, he's my bathroom buddy, but he's your he's a legend of yours. Oh yeah, big time. You get I... emotional about this guy, please, Bab. I mean, what is going on with Walch?
3: It's obviously Christopher Neilstorp. Thank you. I mean, what is going on here? Former backup goalie who? of the Stars, who lost his first seven starts. Seven? I mean, where was your head, Walchick? I was thinking
1: Dirk, Dirk... Nowitzki.
2: Boom, oh, oh, boom! Dirk United,
1: baby. Yeah, but I was waiting for you to say Dirk. You two are the bathroom buddies.
2: Okay, come listen, on. I set you up. Don't wait for me. How I'm can waiting you for wait you. for me when I'm setting you up? I say. I say This is episode forty one. It's a huge day for Walchick. He's been he's been dying for 41 to get here for months now. And now it's here. Walchick, shout out your guy, the legend. The one who shut it down. Let's go home. God bless that man. The guy who who brought you a championship. He did. So I mean, my God, and and you're gonna shout out Terrence Bleepin Newman? Well, I really thought you were gonna go with Dirk. Okay, but then I didn't go with Dirk. Shout out a guy. And you guys said I set you up. That's the point. I didn't give a number. I didn't give a name. And I I went right to you. Okay. So that is completely right. entirely on you. And I'm, okay. I'll,
1: and I went with a guy that was completely overlooked during his career with the Cowboys.
2: It's just it feels like if I would have done this for episode twenty two and set you up, and then you say somebody other than Emmett Smith, it's like what are you doing? Episode twenty two, I
1: completely themed the show around Emmett Smith, but and, it was also in the off season when there wasn't a lot of sports to talk about.
2: Forty one should have been nothing but Dirk. It, We're talking. Chris Nielsen, some former backup goalie. We got Terrence Newman. It's all about
1: Dirk, but you two shared the moment in the bathroom. I wanted to give you at least the opportunity to say his name, and then I was going to do my Dirk
2: Nowitzki. Dirk Nowitzki never takes a backseat to anyone, especially Terrence Bleep, and Newman, not on episode 41, not on his day.
1: All I'm saying is the guy that I was bathroom buddies with has audio on the show. What the hell did you do? Burkhead? Anytime Rex scores touchdowns, you best believe we're going to play it.
2: Good. I'm happy to hear it. Tell I'm just what, ben, Listen, I'm just offended. Do we have
1: the Rex touchdowns? I'm offended on behalf of Dirk because, because I feel like 39 if Dirk and 41, was listening ben, right now, you would be embarrassed. Do? Let's play them. Let's play them now. This is my bathroom buddy, everyone. Sayonara,
3: Miami Dolphins, because you got Burkhead in. Second and goal to go. Hollister now motions to the left. Brady pulls away, gives the Burkhead, runs it left, lowering the shoulders, burling to the goal line, and Rex Burkhead... And on, the Patriots ref. await the signal. It is a New England touchdown. Just outside the goal line, Devlin squatting in a three point stance. The full for Burkhead. Now Grock will detach, flexing right as Allen shifts to the right. Burkhead motioning left to the slot. Brady drops back, looking left, throws it for Burkhead, leaps, comes down <laughs> with it. Touchdown. Patriots.
2: For those of you that don't know, Rex Burkhead is formerly. Plano High School? Plano Senior High School, yes. Plano, used to, they, the old school. You guys used to pee next to each other. Walchick and, and, and Burkhead went to the same high school. They peed next to each other for years at, at, during what? In between fifth period? Specifically one year. One year. In between fourth and fifth. Between fourth and fifth. Okay. Did you usually finish before him, by the way? Man? No,
1: did not. Okay,
2: okay. Did not. I mean, I don't know why you had to pause there. You I just had to think about it. it
1: years ago now, years used, ago. Uh,
2: no, don't act like you don't think about it every single day.
1: Only when he scores touchdowns, baby. Well, he
2: scored two this weekend. Thanks for making me relive it. Scored against my Dolphins, the team that I don't really care about anymore. I had to run the board at the fan for that game, by the way. That was just miserable. How how are you feeling about your Dolphins, by I, the way? I blinked an eye and we're down 14. <laughs> we are
1: the nosebleed seeds. Zach Wolchek, Eric Follow producer Bam. Yeah. This is episode 41,
2: the Dirk Nowitzki Show. Jeez, are we sure, Terrence Newman? <laughs> My gosh! Still, I thought Mike Evans killed him find, on the field like three years ago. Um,
1: a Terrence Newman highlight.
2: We don't know okay. at some
1: point in the show. Yeah, and then I'd also like uh, Dirk Nowitzki seeing we are the champions to close it out.
2: We don't need to go that far. little
1: producing on the fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do because I need something to uplift me after we're about to open this segment talking about something that brings. Tears and gray hairs to my soul. Wait, no, no, Wiz Khalifa
2: again? No, again, dude.
1: For the third consecutive show, no, Wiz Khalifa.
2: You got your pants on. It's I'm like, what's fully going clothed. on with I am you? Fully, I don't get it. Fully clothed. Turtleneck. What?
1: It's winter. I'm feeling obese. I've been eating myself sick. I've been mean, stress eating, is what I've been doing because Dak. Has all of a sudden turned into Geno Smith, who's going to start this weekend. Our offensive line is putrid. The defense is playing like. What was the year the Detroit Lions went winless? 08. Oh, the 08 Lions. Thank you, Bab. I don't like
2: what oh, I'm seeing. So, that was so fast. Bab's been waiting to give that. Well, 08 there's, a, stab there's a little for bit of a
3: backstory to that. You know why? Because. This past week, I picked up my first win in fantasy football after <laughs> after 11 winless weeks. And so I changed my name out of spite to the 2008 Lions. That was my fantasy team name. So that's the only reason I know that. Respect. Well, now you can be the 2016 Browns. Yeah. One win. Yep. <laughs> Way to go, Bab. I got to beat the
2: best guy in our league next week. Gosh, you came so strong with that 08 fact, man. Just such a good factoid. And Bab. it's true. It is true, man. You guys suck. Bad. You guys are really, really bad. And, and the thing that's a shame about it is you, you weren't supposed to be bad. You know, like, at least the Dolphins, we look at it, I knew we were probably going to be pretty bad. Cowboys, you guys were supposed to be good. And not only that, you were supposed to be really freaking good.
1: Well, three weeks ago this time, we were having an all-out party
2: in here. Five and three, weed em boys, no shirts, ha- I mean, n- practically no pants. No pants. I wasn't wearing pants. I know you weren't. During victory shows? Never. Never. But now all these the freaking loser now, shows. Now like, I'm wearing turtlenecks
1: here, and no sweatpants.
3: Wids,
2: mittens. Long johns. It's like I can't even get
1: any sort of, you can't even tease me with any sort of cleavage. No nothing? teasing. You got some nose hair to look at, sir.
2: Yeah, a lot of it, by the way.
1: I need to get in there and do something.
2: Yeah, you need to get a strangle. My girlfriend
1: that. has even said something. It's gotten to the point where I think I was, I'm, I'm actually embarrassed.
2: I'm half blind without my glasses on, and I can see him protruding out of your face.
1: Well, that's how the Cowboys have been. They've been protruding nose hairs these last three weeks. Wow.
2: I, I wasn't going to go that far, but now that I think about it, you're right. They've been terrible.
1: So here's what we're going to do. We're going to play my thoughts, take you through how I watched this football game on Thanksgiving.
2: The in-real-time Walter in game In-real-time. The Wolchuk Notebook Emotions and all Here it is in its glory Thanksgiving Day Supposed to be a fun time And
1: we'll digest it all afterwards Enjoy Woo! Thanksgiving football baby Nothing better Let's go Cowboys Interesting color scheme we got going on here with these jerseys Man those powder blues Sexy Switzer Jets sweep loss of yardage Go figure Offensive three and out I love it We all love to see that right? defense. Here we go. Third down and ten. Get off the field. Let's just leave Travis Benjamin uncovered. Wide right on the field. Go. We're still alive. Giddy up, Alfred. Giddy, giddy, giddy up, Alfred. How badass is Tyron Smith? I and mean, the dude is a monster. Another drive stalled at midfield no points can't buy a touchdown <laughs> us right chris jones you are the man best player on the team baby kicker down we got another kicker down folks and this backup can't hit the practice net you're telling me nobody's ever <laughs> holding the cowboys defensive line i mean philip rivers is back there all day cowboys secondary sucks byron jones get the hell out of here orlando skaterik died for the football it's there Act like you give a shit. Jesus Christ, it's the Keenan Allen Show. Let's all stare at him. Broad Smith with a little bit of wiggle to him. Might as well just quit playing. There's no Zack Martin now either. Fuck. Feel bad for the rest of America that has to watch this piece of game. And who the fuck is this dude performing at half? With how crappy the Cowboys are, I'll tell you Anthony Hitchens is a mother warrior. Oh, hey. Jeff Heat still sucks. <laughs> Cowboys' last offensive touchdown was when? 147 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, baby, deck on the keeper. What the f-? Oh, there's a flag. <laughs> Mother f- Son of a f- Anthony Brown mothsed again. This one's over. Cowboys can't score, and the defense sucks. Oh, the back shoulder today Dez, how magical. Mazel tov, Rod Smith into the end zone. The Cowboys have an offensive touchdown. About time. Boom, here comes the Heath. Ready or not. Holy Let's just watch Keenan Allen zigzag his way into the end zone. Sucker mother Oh, Desmond King pick six. Stick a fork in them, they're done.
2: Gosh, that sounds like such a terrible way oh. to spend your Thanksgiving, Walter. And you know what's so funny? Can we go back to that? Because in the very beginning, you talk about how just there's nothing better in all of the world. You can't think of anything better than Thanksgiving football.
1: Woo! Thanksgiving football, baby. Nothing better.
2: <laughs> Three hours later, did you feel completely different?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Was there anything
2: worse? Take a fork at them. They're done. Was there anything worse than Thanksgiving football three a, hours after you made the comment that there was nothing uh, better in all of the world than Thanksgiving football? Forking
1: my eyeball balls and guide them out. guy I Jesus, can't even talk and speak.
2: I'm so disgusted. I was, dude. No,
1: it's the worst Thanksgiving I've probably ever experienced.
2: So, so it does ruin because I do wonder that. Like, it does ruin the whole holiday, right? So you oh, you're, yeah. you can be excited. The build-up's great. Mm-hmm. You're feeling really good about yourself. NFC East Yoda comes in here, tells you the Cowboys are getting a victory. It's holiday season. You get to eat. You get to gorge. All that South African Thanksgiving food that your family kills, it's just a beautiful sight. And and they come out with a loss, and then it just takes away everything. Family time's no good now. The, the food doesn't taste any good. The drunk, the, 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 the inebriation is not even fun. Is that how it goes? I'm, I'm, like, confused on how. If I had have been with
1: the family and had have been able to get inebriated, that might have helped. But I was not. It was game day. I was at work, and uh
2: can't believe they let you scream and curse like that. It's at the weird. TV at they, work. they understand. They understand okay.
1: how it is. Um, they just let me vent, and I think it's beautiful. What a sad life you live that they do that. You know, it's a little sad. I will say, yeah, I was. Uh, it was the worst Thanksgiving experience I've probably had, and now it's like I can't even wrap my small brain around. So small. <laughs> what is even wrong? I mean, three weeks ago, it's like, woo, Cowboys are at the top of the mountain, baby. We're just waiting to play Philly, and we'll see what happens. Then it's eh, like
2: top of the mountain at five and three. I
1: don't, I don't know if oh the top of the
2: mountain you were Lord, on. I mean, come the Eagles on. have been on the top of the mountain. They I think just the played have been their most the top of complete the
1: mountain. football game of the season, and all oh, then comes the Ezekiel Elliott suspension, and everything is completely.
2: Well, you didn't know at the time that that huge, great, complete victory—the first one of the season against the Chiefs—was actually not that great of a victory because the Chiefs proceeded to lose like every game after that.
1: Because the Cowboys sucked the life right out of them.
2: Oh, okay. So that's what you attribute it to? <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. No, it makes sense. Doesn't it? Makes it? Perfect sense. Then the Cowboys? Because then the Cowboys would have gone on a huge roll and they poured everything they'd still be they at could. The top of that mountain that you're talking yep, about. They fell right off the mountain. I think it's more of a hill. They were on top
1: of the hill. Was I don't it think a hill? They were
2: necessarily on top of the mountain. I'd
1: go point. Kilimanjaro. Wow. Yeah.
2: Okay. That's so, how big. Oh, you're darn. delusional, and that's okay.
1: Maybe a little delusional, but when you're watching this team up and down, roller coaster of emotions, can you blame me? I think I'm psychotic.
2: Well, it's hard, <laughs> it's hard to really fathom the, the emotion. The emotions with that because what like do I, I said, I do, Eric? you're supposed to be good. What That's what
1: I, sucks. Yeah. Okay. We were supposed to be yeah, good. Expectations so were high. You're coming off a 13 and three season. Yeah. You claw and fight your way, against the Packers, only to have Aaron Rodgers do what Aaron Rod- Bleeping Rodgers does, and then he gets hurt. Oh, he breaks his collarbone. So it's like, woo! You make it to the playoffs, you might not have to worry about that sucker again. Well, now you can't even make the playoffs because you're 5-5, five and five, and I don't know that they could beat the Cleveland Browns if they were on the schedule this Sunday.
2: Bad football team, man.
1: Bad. So am I hoping for a coaching change?
2: That's what I'm curious am about. Am I hoping
1: for a complete offseason where maybe they can sign a, a free agent or two that's worth a damn?
2: Huge roster rebuild Maybe draft
1: or a second-rounder that's worth it? I don't know what to do with myself. I'm physically ill, Eric. I'm oozing green Grinch goo. And that's how I feel watching the Cowboys. I'm like hating myself.
2: I can totally see why. Watching you this way makes me understand why you would hate yourself. And I'm sure Cowboys fans across the world are looking in the mirror right now, like, dang, dude, what am I doing? What am I doing wrong? Why is my team supposed to be good and ends up being terrible? Why does my badass rookie quarterback turn into being not so badass the next year? What's the deal? Uh, my coaching staff. Do we do we know? Do we know how good the coaching staff is? NFL Coach of the Year last year, Jason Garrett. That guy. Just because he had such a good roster that they made him the coach of the year. It's funny how that works.
1: Was it a roster that was good? Yeah, or just the magical season?
2: No, you had a great roster last year. You had a healthy, badass offensive line, and you had a healthy Sean Lee. So that means your quarterback and your running back and everybody else was flourishing. And you didn't have to do a whole lot besides hand the ball off and throw it a couple of times a game. And next thing you know, you win 28-14. And you had the ball for like 40 minutes. And that's just not happening these days. And and that, and that last year, it was not because you had a good coach. This year, I think it is because you don't have a good coach. And that's because you lose all these great players. And what happens? There's no there's no bounce back. There's no adjustments. There's nothing that you're just going to pl- try to play the same style of football you did with the roster this year, and it's not the same as last year. Okay, so You can't do the same thing. What I'm gathering
1: is, yep, player personnel screwed up a little bit because there's no depth on this team whatsoever.
2: Bad. I mean, Philly loses no their depth. offensive tackle, doesn't matter. They lose their linebacker, doesn't matter. They play lose their running back, doesn't matter.
1: The Washington Redskins, the team that will play Dallas on Thursday night, second in the league in terms of the amount of players they've got on injured reserve. Players that have been hurt in season or in training camp, that are now on IR and not coming back for you. They're winning games. They beat the Giants on Thanksgiving. They're finding ways to be competitive. The Cowboys are to the point now where you look up at that scoreboard in the fourth quarter and it's not even competitive.
2: Philip Rivers was literally having flashbacks.
1: Keenan Allen looked like Jerry Bleakman Rice.
2: Well, hey, Keenan Allen's your boy. He's my boy. You talk up Keenan Allen like he's a god, and Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis made him look exactly that way. Oh, what about Orlando Skandrick? Why does
1: Orlando Skandrick get a pass? I'm sick and tired of Orlando Skandrick because he's got tenure on the team, and he had one really good year. We give him a pass. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, his play is perfect. When he's blowing some coverages and missing some tackles as well. So do you blow up the coaching staff? I think this is my thing, and you know this. Because you and I have had talks off air, and I've even said it on the show. I've always been critical of Garrett as a game manager. I think clock, management, late in football games has always been an issue of his. And Marinelli. Oh, yeah, Marinelli. And Linehan. These guys are—the thing is, like last year with Scott Linehan, Dak was Linehan's guy. Linehan stood on the table— and it was all about Dak Prescott. And if it's not for Scott Linehan, maybe Dak Prescott's not in a Cowboys uniform. And what he did with that offense last year when Tony Romo goes down and you have a rookie quarterback have statistically the best season any rookie quarterback's ever had. And look, the first eight games of this year, Dak was having an MVP year. So now all of a sudden you lose. I, I understand Tyron Smith. That's a big loss. Not having Zach Martin for three quarters in this game, that's a big loss. You can't just lose all pros well, and expect the next and guy. Zeke
2: is huge.
1: Zeke is the biggest. Zeke is the biggest. And no Sean Lee, even though that's the defense. But Celanon doesn't coach the defense. Yeah, exactly. So, okay, that's that's another excuse for Rod Marinelli. My fear is that these are excuses that will get built up, and you'll see no change in the coaching staff at all. And I think there needs to be one, man, because you're exactly right. We can point out all the NFL teams and say, all right, they've lost this guy. Dalvin Cook having a hell of a year for the Vikings. He goes down. Here's Latavius Murray. And Jared McKinnon, they're fine. The, the Vikings have played Case Keenum for half the year. And they've won nine games at quarterback. I mean, the list goes on and on and on about teams that have injuries. And are just plugged and played, guys. And they're able to have at least success. The Cowboys can't have success. And that's got to come down to coaching. It's got to. You, Garrett's been there seven years. And you know what the proof is in the pudding? Mediocre. He had three straight eight and eight years. He had a great year, crap year. Great year, crap year. Maybe next year's a great year. Maybe it's an 8-8. Eight and eight. Bottom line is Jason Garrett, likable dude. Smart guy from Princeton, we know it. Ivy League education, really smart. As an offensive coordinator, he got stale. And as a head coach, I think the message is stale as well. The Cowboys need to go in a different direction no matter what happens the remaining five games of this season. The problem is, because of the excuses that we just outlined and Jerry's relationship with Jason, I don't think it's
3: going to happen. 61 and 49 with one playoff win and two division titles. So in what, seven, eight years? In one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight years.
2: It's not that great.
1: Not
3: that great. You've
2: seen it firsthand. The last two weeks. The thing is, it's not even that they're losing these games; it's that they're getting completely and utterly dominated in these games. Philip Rivers and the, and the and the and the Chargers are not that good. They're, they shouldn't be beating you by upwards of twenty something points. Neither should the Falcons.
3: Just the the twenty fourteen when they went twelve and four, and then last year when they went thirteen and three, that's the only seasons where they've had more than eight wins. He's never even had like a nine and seven or a ten and six. It's been eight and eight or worse, except for So he's got two, four he's got two outlier years that are good. The rest are very very mean. Otherwise are completely average or terrible. Just flat out bad.
2: So I mean the the proof is in the pudding right there. He's not a good coach, but Jerry Jones. I don't know. I think Jerry likes to have a guy who's like Garrett, who just kind of manages things. He's he doesn't he, he doesn't necessarily run the offense because Linehan does. He doesn't run the defense, that's for sure. So he's kind of just there to be a face and be a talking head a little bit, and he doesn't really have a ton of control. And Jason, and Jerry had, likes that.
1: Yeah, and it, well, he had to grow into that. At first, he was the OC, and when he first got promoted to head coach, he still called his own plays. And then he got flaked for that, and the offense was stale. I mean, if you talk, I've heard Patrick Creighton on numerous radio shows and TV shows appearances where he'll say, "Yeah, when we lined up, DBs literally told us what route we're about to run."
2: Well, isn't that what they're talking about now? Isn't it, aren't they talking about how the Chargers were out there like knowing everything that was coming? It seems very, it's very predictable. predictable. Yeah,
1: it seems very set in your ways, and I love that when everything's firing on all cylinders. Well, when you have when you've f- got when
2: you have a phenomenal roster yep. like they did well, last year, it's easy to be I, a good dude, coach.
1: I hate to say it, it's not a phenomenal roster
2: it's last top year.
1: Heavy it's last top year, heavy. last year still
2: top heavy. Okay, but they but they didn't get injured, so the roster. was well, great. there you the go. Top heaviness of the roster. There you go. You didn't get They didn't were injured. all there.
1: You actually had Sean Lee healthy besides the last game of the season. When
2: and the entire you offensive shut him line. down,
1: and the offensive line was healthy. Sure. But if you had a loss, and you had Ronald Leary, which is a big loss. Ronald Leary's a pro bowler. And Doug Free is, uh, and, seems to be like a loss. Well, Lyle Collins has been a regression of Doug Free, absolutely. Sure. But it, it was a top-heavy team then. You just were lucky and were able to sustain health. And yes. you, didn't, you didn't have a court-screw six-game suspension So it makes it pretty easy on the
2: coaching staff.
1: Yeah. And then all of a sudden... Everyone looks good. You get coach of the year. Your executives, your front offices look golden. Oh, we drafted Anthony Brown. Look how well he performed as a six rounder. Oh, Dak Prescott, we got in the fourth rookie of the freaking year. Jalen Smith will be back and amazing. Firing on amazing, all amazing. Cylinders. everything's great. Then all of a sudden, boom! You have a couple of injuries. You have a suspension. It really then
2: then you lose by 40 strengths? on Thanksgiving. To where San are your Diego strengths? And the where are your weaknesses?
1: Chargers. We saw what the strengths were. Let's look at the weaknesses. Now they're being exploited. And do you, are you, is the coaching staff rising up to the occasion to cover them up? Nope. No. Is the depth rising up to the occasion to cover it up? No. Nope. So your personnel department failed, and your coaching staff has failed as of the year 2017.
2: You got anybody in mind who you want? Because oh. that's the other question.
1: Yeah, that's that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Where do
2: you go get Jerry's picky? Jerry's not just giving free reign to anybody. You know, if you want to go try and get a – I mean, Gruden's not going anywhere, but that name's always getting floated floated around. You'll get or you the go Gruden, get you'll get the Saban, ridiculous. you'll get the Harbaugh. But but Jerry's not giving up all the control like those guys always are yep. going to want.
1: Yep. And Jerry, so,
2: Jerry and Steven are not going to do that.
1: Yep, and that's why I don't think Garrett's going anywhere.
2: He gets to be Jerry's puppet a little bit.
1: Yeah, sure, if you want to call it that, that's fine. Uh, I'm not going to argue against that. And yeah, I think that there's going to be a lot of excuses. Made. Unless this team just literally loses out. I mean, if you lose four out of these next five yeah. and you get blown out again at home on Thursday night against Washington. If you get blown out at home on Thursday night against Ooh, Washington man. and this offense looks bad, how do you not at least get rid of Scott Linehan right after the game?
2: I I guarantee you there will be some some things happening because national television, Jerry, Jerry's sick of getting embarrassed. Three He's got to be sick getting, getting embarrassed on national television. It keeps happening. Sunday night, Thanksgiving Day, and now Thursday night if it happens again. Ooh! Man, I do not want to be a coach on that staff. I don't want to be a player in that locker room. That is just going to be a bad time. It's a total shame. I think I think the coaching staff needs a, a huge change. But who do you go get? I don't know. Cuz who wants to be a puppet? Right? And and if whoever wants to be a puppet's probably not that great of a coach. Cuz the guys who don't want to be puppets are the great co- great coaches. They want the power. They want they want the personnel. They want to be able to do it all. And I don't think the Jones is want to want to relinquish much of that.
1: That's fair. And that's something I guess we'll have to cross that bridge when we come to it. So I just
2: feel so bad for you, man. No, it sucks. I really do. It
1: sucks. So my team's struggling, the Dallas Cowboys. But your team, we we noted a little bit in the beginning, the Miami Dolphins. And you're kind of like iffy on if you're even a Dolphins fan now.
2: Yeah, I'm still I'm so back and forth. But I don't care
1: about him. Tom Brady and Bab uh check and see if we've got this cut. This is gonna be cut five. Tom Brady made some comments on a New England radio show. They just played the the Dolphins this weekend. You said you ran the board for it. And he basically pointed out how coming into it watching film, Bill Belichick warned this team about how dirty the Miami Dolphins really are.
0: He says, look, like this is what tomorrow's going to be like. You know, and he'll show a lot of plays from the team that we're playing. It'll show a lot of things that are happening after the whistle. And he'll say, look, like, this is exactly what it's going to be. So we can choose to fight back and get a bunch of penalties and hurt the team. Or we can keep our poise and swallow our pride and and let them get the penalties. And I think when you go into the game knowing that that's the approach, it's easier to keep your poise. Now, you still have to do it. I mean, you're still pissed off, too. I mean, we've had guys, you know, you do get penalties. And we've we've definitely gotten personal fouls in the past. But, you know, I think maybe probably fewer than other teams because, you know, our coaches talk about it.
1: So, what are your initial thoughts when you hear Tom Brady and Bill Belichick basically saying, "Hey, Dolphins are dirty"? Well, first he keeps
2: saying poised. He wants to say poised. He we wants all, to say poised. We know that was just a clerical error there by Tom. So we know he meant try to stay come poised, And that's exactly what the Patriots did. The Dolphins, and I haven't even watched them a ton this year because I've been working most of the time on Sundays now. Don't get don't really get to watch the games, but it's fine because they suck and they're like one of the most penalized teams in the league. So I don't I don't know firsthand if how dirty they've been this year because i I haven't watched them enough but watching them this sunday it was a chippy game we had bryce mccain get kicked out for throwing a punch it was there was constantly having to break stuff up we had like 17 penalties the week before constantly getting penalized so we have no discipline it doesn't surprise me we got we got andre branch and sue and those guys are kind of wiry and they like to get after it a little bit so it doesn't it doesn't overly surprise me uh, but it's not something I've really been aware of. And I, and really is what it is. I'm 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 always fine with being an extra chippy with the Patriots because they beat the crap out of us every time. Listen, we're down 14. I can't even blink. We're down 14. So I'm like, yeah. Oh, well, and Rex Burkhead's, Burkhead's running, running after and touchdowns. Sure. I mean, yeah. it's tough. Burkhead's just dominant. Burkhead's had two good games all season. Of course, the second one was a two-touchdown first quarter against the Dolphins. Just ridiculous.
1: Stud muffin
2: pro bowler. Patriots are... Patriots are on fire, man. The Dolphins are headed towards a top ten pick. I think the Cowboys might be heading in that same direction. So it's, so it's just are a looking, really good time. Are we, are we doing teams, draft studies already? Are we're, gonna, are we're, ready? we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to dig into the draft stuff, man, because that's what our teams are gonna be doing. We follow the beat of our teams, and our team sucks. So that means we suck. Tis the reflection. <laughs> I want there's a guy named Chubb man and I think I want him I don't even know much about him but, but I know you just he's like a, the name he's a I know that he's the Georgia a top ten worthy I know he's top 10 worthy no 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 he's not a running back I think he's an NC state pass rusher mm, I know edge exactly guy. who that you're talking about then. Chubb yeah Chubb and I'm'm a, I'm a, uh, I don't know his first name something Chubb all you need to know is Chubb and he's a and he's a badass off the edge comes screaming off the edge badass Chubb. faces, and I want him I want Chubb to get a little dirty on Brady and the Patriots starting next season in a Dolphins uniform. All
1: right, so we've already got uh,
2: early scouting a person on the wish list for the Dolphins. Who who doesn't want a Chubb? Don't we all want a Chubb? Oh yeah, everybody. Anytime you can, anytime you can get a Chubb. Anytime you have an opportunity at getting a Chubb,
1: you are disgusting. You are going to jump on it. Yep, jump on it. Nosebleed seats podcast. Zach Walshuk Eric You follow producer Bab. There you have it. My reaction to the Dallas Cowboys, Eric's reaction to the Miami Dolphins. We'll have more football talk coming up later in the show. But this is the time where I look across from me at the long, luscious locks of my partner in crime, Eric
2: follow? Do you like what you see? I always do. Really? Yeah. Are you excited right now? Do you even know what I'm doing? Uh, hit the e-spot? You are freaking right, back. Let's hit the e-spot, baby! I oh, was a lucky guess. Oh, it feels so. Every time we hit the e-spot, it feels so good. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Last week, we did Biggest L, Biggest Dub, had a great time. We bashed on vegetarians, bashed on Nathan Peterman. We had a party, but it's time to party, and it's time to hit the e-spot, and let's do it together as one. We're going to start with the reporter. He's talking to Doug Peterson, Bab. He's talking to Doug Peterson, and this reporter, he's going to get the Journalism of the Week award for his question to Coach Peterson. Reporter. Um, Have <coughs> maybe a premature explosion? Uh, <laughs>
3: all right, uh, let's regroup here. Let's regroup. Um, <laughs>
2: All right, Prescott. <laughs> I, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> Ooh, boy! All right, Coach Peterson obviously was a little shaken up by that. I don't know if we could, if we could really hear the question, the great journalistic question asked by this Philly reporter. Bab, can you play it one more time, just here? I just want to hear the question. He's talking about premature explosions. Have you seen maybe a premature explosion. Or- ah, there it is. It seemed like there was a premature explosion, Coach, and Doug Peterson. Premature eject? Explosion. Not Same jacket. thing, right? Oh, geez. Well, that's how Doug Peterson took it. That's, that's how why... he takes it, isn't it? Oh, yes, he does. <laughs> oh, he does. Maybe takes the it. Eagles are draft Chubb.
1: I don't know. That, they're not going to be in position. They're going to be in, like, the late 20s, probably. Oh, they'll maybe be, They'll get bounced in the first playoff game. But... I don't know. They might be picked 32. No, no, don't say that.
2: Anyways. Don't say that. Journalism
1: of the week. Oh, for, like the, that.
2: for the... Premature explosion question to Doug Peterson. Wow. Always curious about that, and we've all been there. All right, let's move. Not me. Let's move seamlessly to Robbie Anderson and the New York Jets. Chris Spielman's calling the game, and Chris Spielman is going to get competitor of the week for his thoughts on Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson scores a big touchdown. He for the goes, Jeets. Yeah, for the jet and he goes up to the camera, and he says something about, vote for me for the Pro Bowl, something or other. And then Chris Spielman, the broadcaster, just rips him for it. Here we go. Hey, will y'all vote for me for the Pro Bowl, man? Please. Right. How about we worry about outscoring somebody in the fourth quarter and you focus on this game instead of campaigning for Pro Bowl votes? Let's try that first. Let's try that first.
1: Well, Chris Spielman, I believe, former linebacker at Penn State.
2: Yeah, he's got no neck. Played he played a looks little like, like a linebacker. Pros.
1: Well, I think he actually cut his career short because his wife got diagnosed with cancer. Wow. Chris. And he, yeah, he cut his career short, Thoughts if I prayers. remember correctly, to go and be with her. Might have also had some health issues himself, like with a neck injury, maybe. No, he
2: doesn't have a neck. There he was just a goes football traps life, to ears. Spielman
1: addition, But, yeah, no. Just goes he, traps uh,
2: to ears for Spielman. Traps to ears. Yeah. So just like a turtle. Uh, very similar. Turtle. Turtle-esque. Turtle-turtle. Let's hear it. Can we just hear it one more time? Robbie Anderson so excited, elated after his touchdown. Send me to the Pro Bowl, Chris. Hey, will y'all vote for me for the Pro Bowl, man, please. All right. How about we worry about outscoring somebody in the fourth quarter and you focus on this game instead of campaigning for Pro Bowl votes? Let's try that first. Well, when else are you supposed to campaign? Competitor of the week, man, Chris Spielman. I'm like, listen, if, if I'm playing for the Jets, dude, I'm finding any little silver lining I can. And if that means my name's Robbie Anderson and I'm going to the Pro Bowl, then so bleep and be it, Chris. They
1: were robbed, Austin Safarian Jenkins, that fade for a touchdown that they were overturned and said incomplete. Yoda was pissed, ASJ was pissed, and my fantasy team was pissed. Can we understand the rules on what is a catch and what is not? This is ridiculous NFL.
2: As a self-proclaimed desbian, I figured you of all people would understand the complete confusion the process. That's
1: all I heard. Complete the process through the entire catch. Well, what did Austin Sphery and Jenkins do? Did the ball ever hit the ground? No. Alright,
2: I don't need all this negativity and hit the e-spot. Alright, this, this. this is all about good vibes, good vibes. and Well, Chris Spielman feelings. brought
1: all the negatives. Golly, Chris.
2: Leave it to the Spielmans. Alright, well, let's get happier. Let's talk about celebrations. With Gronk. Gronk gets the contemplator of the week. Gronk's mind. He's up at the podium and he just, all he wants to do is talk about these celebrations, but he just knows he shouldn't because Belichick's going to kill him.
0: Yeah, we got yelled at. We're not allowed to talk about
2: celebrations. Uh, that's what we got told, but I kind of want to talk about it.
0: But I kind of don't because I'll get in trouble. <laughs> so I don't know what to do. So uh, it just happened on the spot. It wasn't planned. We'll just keep it there.
2: Is that the first time Gronk's ever really is that the first time Gronk's ever just thought through something and said you know and, and chose like the right thing, like the, the good thing to do, the professional thing to do? He definitely I think that's walked probably the, the very first recorded moment of that. Yeah, he walked the line there, no doubt. Way to go, Gronk, man. Contemplator of the week. All right, let's kick it over to Charles Barkley. This is the second time he's hit the e spot in the last month or so, so he's really hitting it right. Charles Barkley. He was on game day, and he gets the prediction of the week for his thoughts before the Auburn and Alabama game. Chucks, what's going to happen?
3: A few years ago, it was to kick six. Today, is going to be the kick
2: ass. <laughs> <laughs> Dear God, I didn't realize how almost, is it, was that obnoxious? The Desmond is Howard? That, no, I think that's Lee Corso. Bab, can you play that? Just play the whole thing again, Bab. Can you just play the whole thing? I want to hear Charles Barkley, and then I want to hear—I think it's Lee Corso's laugh.
3: A few years ago, it was to kick six. Today, it's gonna to be the kick ass. <laughs> I think you're right.
2: Oh, Lee's is, loving it. Is Corso just getting tickled by Barkley?
1: <laughs> Man, they should—you re- know—the tickle me Elmos—they should replace the
2: Elmo laugh with Corso's laugh. <laughs> It's like a cartoon character. Yes, there is no way he's laughing. That has to be a fake laugh, dude. I mean, they're...
1: on the Sparkly. spot, live on air. I, I mean, it's it's live. It's a live
2: show. Is this a real laugh? Barkley's joke wasn't that funny.
1: <laughs> but it's Charles. Everything he says is just funnier than if anyone else were to say
2: it. Are we sure it's not the clown, the it clown? Are we sure this isn't a clown. How you, Georgie? It is that you? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I think that could pass for a clown very easily, but that's Lee Corso. Where did that begin? Oh, they began at prediction of the week for Charles Barkley. But my God, Lee Corso. What a laugh.
1: Uh, What a win for Auburn. We'll get to that in a little bit.
2: Well, what a win for LSU, and their band made a ginormous statement. After, well, it was kind of right towards the end of their dominant victory. Like an explosion. Over Mississippi State. It was a premature explosion. Mm -hmm. And uh, Odell Beckham Jr. was at the game. And so he went up to the band and said, so there's there's a song called Neck that LSU used to play. And we're about to play it for you now. Uh, And they got in trouble and uh, it got banned from being played at the stadium. Well, this was years ago. Well, then Odell Beckham Jr.'s on the sidelines of this game. He goes up into the stands and is talking to the band once the game is in LSU's favor and it's an obvious victory for the Tigers. He goes up into the band and says, listen, I'll pay the fine because that's what it is. The school gets fined or whatever it is if they play the song. Like
1: $25,000 I don't know something. how much it is, but yeah. it's
2: enough for Odell to say, I'll, I'll cover it. He goes up there and says, I'll cover it. And the band says, all right, cool. We'll play the song neck. Well, it's a little bit explicit. So next thing you know, Tiger Stadium is just blasting with this beautiful hem called Neck. Take it away, Tiger. <laughs> And it kind of vibes. It vibes pretty hard. For those of you that can't really understand what it's saying, we'll play it again for you. They're saying, uh, they're saying, S b- that Tiger DB. Okay, perfect. Thank you, Walter. Hey! That tiger I can't help but want to vibe. Give to it to it, me though. one more
1: time, baby. I'm feeling it. Thunderbolt. <laughs> No wonder OBJ got going
2: to that song. Man, if I was a player, I'd be jamming too. Well, that is why Odell Beckham Jr. and the LSU band get bleep talk of the week. Because that is a great way to bleep talk the other team. Totally and not
1: appropriate. Kids, don't say that.
2: Yeah, not a not a fan of not that at all. Not cool, guys. All right, let's head over to... Let's go to Jay Gruden, man. Oh, Jay, Jay Gruden's one of my favorite human beings Brother ever. Brother John, about to get yeah. his
1: booty kicked on Thursday Night Football.
2: Mm, I don't so, know about that. Come on. Jay Gruden is hilarious. Just hearing him speak about anything is funny. Well, this is him talking about like Thanksgiving before their Thanksgiving game against the Giants. I guess talking about like what the best part of Thanksgiving is. And that's why Jay Gruden gets the Guy Fieri
0: Award of the Week. Like, my favorite thing is getting a fork, getting a piece of bread, getting a piece of turkey, some gravy, some mashed potatoes, some corn, some sweet potatoes, some green beans, put them all on the same fork and taking a bite, mixing them all up together. That's the best.
3: <laughs> Hold on. Is there any fork that can fit that much food well, on it? What do you have the bread for?
1: Like, it made sense at first if he was going to take oh all that God, stuff, dude. put it on the bread, make it like a Thanksgiving roll sandwich out of it. But now he's putting... Walchick, are you chubbing right now? Well, talk about the Thanksgiving food. I start to get chubbed. <laughs> this is
2: really getting you Mashed going, potatoes,
1: man. sweet potatoes, peas, <laughs> turkey, and the bread.
2: I don't think that's all fitting on a fork. Wait, you do a great fake Jay Gruden. Uh, play, play the real Jay Gruden, and then we're going to follow it up with some fake Jay Gruden.
0: Like, my favorite thing is... Getting a fork, getting a piece of bread, getting a piece of turkey, some gravy, some mashed potatoes, some corn, some sweet potatoes, some green beans. Putting them all on the same fork and taking a bite, mixing them all up together. That's the best. That's the best.
2: Fake Jay Gruden, would you? Is that the best? That's the best. Fake Jay Gruden. You got is... the mashed potatoes.
0: <laughs> mashed
1: potatoes, the sweet
2: potatoes. You say it's like it's like kind of gangster. It's like northeastern. It's like you I do don't it. know how
1: it is. But I don't man, know.
2: He is... Just... I've been told I can get a little Gruden-esque in my color
1: commentary during football games. I mean, I did it with Bab for... Bab was with me for a couple of years. I think I he's can heard see me. see it.
2: You got some Gruden. Can get a little man. Gruden-ish. Gosh, man. Jay is just the man for that. All right. We're going to skip the Urban Meyer one, but, Sweet we, potatoes. Are, but we are going to go to Chuck Pagano. A little
1: mashed potatoes for Chuck Pagano. This
2: bleeping guy, Chuck Pagano. It's
1: the best.
0: His culture... <laughs>
1: can right I they're... hear Gruden one more time? Yeah, let's hear Gruden. Yeah, why
0: not? <laughs> Of course we can. Like, my favorite thing is getting a fork, getting a piece of bread, getting a piece of turkey, some gravy, some mashed potatoes, some corn, some sweet potatoes, some green beans, putting them all on the same fork and taking a bite. Mixing them all up together. That's the best.
1: Tell you what, if they had some blue potatoes. You got it, Coach. Green potatoes. I put them potatoes on there,
2: too, and mix it around with mad potatoes. Jay Gruden is just brilliant. Well, you know who else is brilliant when it comes to head coaches? When you power rank the greatness of head coaches, Jay Gruden might be one, but Chuck Pagano is a close second. He's sitting there at this press conference and and God only knows what he's talking about. This is two minutes' worth of Chuck Pagano Talking about absolutely nothing. No one knows. Chuck doesn't know. And that's why Chuck Pagano gets the What You Smoking of the Week.
4: Yeah. Yeah. That song played, you know, woke up to that this morning. Is that Sonny and Cher? Huh? I got you, babe. I got you, babe. Yeah. Went down, got my coffee, said hello to the what's her name, the little gal in the coffee shop. Stole the money out of the back of the truck. Drove my truck off the, you know, into the what? tar pit or whatever, off the landfill. Jesus, what's he talking about? Jumped off a building, lived <laughs> through it. Did you see the movie? No. You ever see the movie? Die Hard? The long Day. Oh. What do you guys do? You spend so much time on Twitter, you're not enjoying the better things in life. Bill Murray, come on. I jumped off the roof at my home this morning. I still like it's it's, I'm not, it's not going away. The roof. No, it's it's everybody. It's you guys. It's the fans. It's everybody driving up there. It's everybody in the NFL community. Okay, there's a storm in the Atlantic, hurricane, whatever you want to call it. It's the perfect. Storm. When's it going to hit landfall? Where's Mark? You know, it's coming, to third quarter, middle of the third, it's getting late third, they're up 10 got to happen sometime. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy right now.
1: Who is coming and what's the prophecy? Yeah. All right.
4: That's a good answer. It is, and, and what, what's got to happen is, you know, being in Miami for six years, when them storms start coming off the coast of Africa, and then they're coming through the Atlantic, and they start coming up, what happens is you get, if you get a nor'easter, right, you get a storm up top. It's a nor'easter. It had done weather before. God, I huh? know what he's having. You know some weather people. Calabro, who was that? <laughs> <laughs> the best dude down there doing weather or so dudette. Huh? Yeah, so when it, when it comes down, that, that pressure hits, right, and it pushes the storm where? Of course. Back out to sea, right? And it goes up the coast, and there's very little damage. There's yeah. wings that spins this way, and those bands up top are the... Most egregious bands, they're far enough out where nobody gets
1: hurt. So, when when, that, when this starts to
2: I mean, my God, Chuck.
1: Um, I can't ever get those two minutes back.
2: What are you smoking, Chuck Pagano? I want some. This isn't what this isn't that Jay Cutler stuff, whatever he's smoking. Okay, first of all, are they playing in Miami? I want some of this Pagano stuff.
1: What is going on that he's talking about the Northeastern fronts? It's Groundhog Day. The perfect storm. It's
2: coffee ladies. Have
1: you seen this movie? It's jumping off the roof. We are now McConkie.
2: I don't understand where the hurricane storms come in. When did he live in Miami for six years? The Nor'easter.
1: Was it a Dolphins coach? Was he Dolphins coach? He was a hurricanes coach. For the Miami
2: Hurricanes. Yes, that would be the, the what Hurricanes. Yes. He went. I I don't know. I have a headache because.
1: So were those the, cane,
2: the Hurricanes he was talking about? I don't know if he was talking about Did the they Miami team about Miami Pitt. No, he was talking about the African the South. You probably understood that. Yeah, we send
1: nasty storms. The South African. We're like hurricanes. doing some voodoo coastal storm stuff and sending it over to the Miami's. That
2: is an NFL press conference from
1: an NFL wow. head coach. That is almost as good as what Mike Leach says.
2: I feel like he definitely ate like a, a, a too strong of a pop brownie and totally misjudged it and got up to the podium and just blacked out. Maybe he wasn't wow. smoking on anything. Maybe he was eating it. I think that, that wow. was an edible That was an edible conversation. Wow. It definitely sounds like an edible conversation. You
1: seem like you know a lot about these edibles. Chuck
2: Pagano is something else. I don't know. Can we just go off on a higher note and hear, uh, can we hear Jay Gruden one more time? I was to thinking me? the
1: same thing. I, I want like some more Jay in my life. Jay
2: Gruden needs to give us Bab before I wanna the end of this.
1: How many potatoes that he's fitting on this fork?
2: Yeah. Can, can we just get Jay Gruden talking to us about Thanksgiving one more time just so we can all put a smile back on our faces? Just. Gives the meal in my mouth again.
0: Like my favorite thing is getting a fork, yeah. getting a piece of bread, oh, yeah. getting a piece of turkey, some gravy, some mashed potatoes, sure. some corn, Thanks. some sweet potatoes, some green beans. Putting them all on the same fork and taking a bite, mixing them all up together. That's the best. That's the best, man. You're the best, Jay Gruden.
2: I think he's the MVP to hit the E spot this week. Oh, easy. Is he definitely the MVP? I don't no know. Corso, doubt. Corso's laugh. Corso's laugh was pretty freaking good and Gronk out here contemplating whether he should talk about celebrations because he knows Belichick's going to stab him in the face if he does. If
1: Gronk had done it and just talked about him, he'd have been the MVP.
2: I don't know, but I think that was the beauty because that was the first time Gronk actually weighed the pros and cons of something and said, you know what, let me not do this. Yeah, let me be. True. Let me be a professional, and we all got to witness it.
1: He basically just said what everyone was thinking. Like, we know you can't talk about this, but
2: we know you want to. He peeled the curtain back. He said, listen, I can't talk about this. They told me not to, but gosh dang it, I freaking want to. I'm still going Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden all the way. Lee Corso's a close second.
1: When you've got mashed potatoes and sweet potatoes on the same fork
2: and with bread. bread,
1: and tons of gravy, turkey, gravy, and, and green beans, and corn, and corn and some Jay Gruden. All you're missing is the cranberry sauce. It's the... T-
2: And that's it for hit the E spot, boys.
1: Woo! Nosebleed seats, podcast, baby. Zach Wilchuk, air chief, all producer. Brad, what's wrong? You don't feel good?
2: I, I don't know. I would feel like I'd probably give that on a scale of one to ten. If like a, if our best hit the E spot was a ten, I would give that probably like a six.
1: Oh come on, that was a good
2: one. You give it maybe a seven. A passing grade would be a seven. I don't know, slightly, but I'm gonna give it a six. Give it a strong, it's just eight. okay. Strong I mean, eight. if it wasn't for Jay Gruden, I think we're in trouble here. It was kind of a poor. Yeah, hit but you spot. had Jay Gruden. Don't get me wrong; it felt good, and Jay did come oh, in and kind of save the day. He came, yeah,
1: he came in. Well, he hit it right. It wasn't quite as good as Michael Irvin. Yeah, and Rich Eisen. That's true. Well, that got weird. That was too good to handle. But it was solid.
2: Thanks, Jay. Well, Mike.
1: Thank you, Mike. I uh, I don't know how you were feeling i know how eric was feeling heck bab was the first one to let me know in a group text because i was calling some high school football playoff action but the miami hurricanes uh how'd they do how'd they how they do this weekend guys <sighs> cut seven bab if you can have that one ready cut seven that might uh might help us a little bit eric Rozier gets the shotgun snap there's a blitz he yeah! Fat pass is knocked out of his hand. Maddox on the corner fire. The ball is loose. Is it a fumble? I think it is. It yes! is a Panther ball. <laughs> a corner fire <laughs> results in a Rozier fumble. And guess what? You can light another cigar. Well, Pitt was lighting cigars left and right as they upset the number two ranked Miami Hurricanes. Eric, walk me through it. I want to hear everything. What were your emotions? Where were you? What were you wearing? Who were you wearing?
2: I was wearing nothing but my Miami Hurricanes hoodie. Comes right below the belt line. Thank So God. you get a little bit of sack action with the right angle. It was comfortable, don't get me wrong. I was a little chilly, so wasn't the most confident I've ever been. But then I'm sitting there watching that game, and we could do nothing. Offensively, terrible. Defensively, they were okay. Turnover chain got busted out twice. But the offense could do nothing with it, mostly because the... Running game never really got going, and the quarterback was very, very bad. Rogier, man, not a very good game for him. And the team hasn't – we haven't had a ton of road games this year because we had the hurricane that went through, so they canceled one of our road games, and all of our real tough games have been at home, so it's been really fortunate. We haven't had many tough road games. This wasn't supposed to be a tough road game because Pitt sucks, but they have a freshman quarterback that was – This white dude running all over us. It was killing me. And so the defense struggled a little bit, but the quarterback was just very, very poor. And he was missing wide open guys. We had at least three deep ball touchdowns that should have been that the quarterback just missed on. And so it was kind of just a sluggish day all game long. And there was never really a point where you thought the Hurricanes were going to be overly in it just from start to finish it, it was pretty bad just
1: came out flat and
2: then they pulled Rogier, which I didn't like it I mean he was not playing well at all but I didn't like him we pulled him for like Evan Sheriff's or whatever the heck his name is hasn't played it down and he really struggled and then they throw Rogier back in the game and it's like okay this is a bleep show. I wish we wouldn't have taken out Rogier. but I you know we were due for one man and that's just kind of the way college is playing on the road I'll tell you what playing on the road in college is, is such a different deal and I've watched all a lot of these Miami games, and most of them been been at home, and the home field advantage has been so great, and that really affects these college kids. 18-year-old, 19-year-old kid struggles on the road, and then his team's down. Now he's looking at the scoreboard, and he's got he's surrounded by the opposing team's fan that are just killing him. Man, that weighs on you. Not as not as much in the NFL. Those guys are professionals. They, they they're more mature. College football on the road, it is a different freaking ball game. And so these guys, they got punched in the mouth and they couldn't get back up. And it was just a struggle from start to finish. And you can't trust college kids. I mean, it really comes down to, dude, you can't trust college kids. On a week-to-week basis, you don't know what you're going to get. You really don't. And the fact that we won 11, 11 games in a row before that was just insane.
1: I think it was a 15-game winning streak dating back to last year.
2: Yeah, dating back to last year, they've been, they've been winning a bunch. But speaking of just this year, it's insane that they even made it as far as they did before losing their first game, but it's a shame that it happened. Last game of the regular season, could have gone undefeated. Now, shot at a playoff, kind of goes down the drain unless we beat Clemson, which is going to be tough in and of itself. We got a, had a couple of injuries. So, it was yeah. just a sad day overall, man. Sucky day to be a hurricane, but it feels good to know that, hey, i are going to be in the ACC championship game. Exactly,
1: so I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, and we're going to go ahead and break all this down. So you got Miami. And Clemson. Clemson defeated South Carolina, their rival, who was also ranked in the top 25 a week ago, 34-10. to 10. They spanked them on the road. So now you've got Clemson number one in the country in the latest college football rankings, number one in the country at 11-1 and one overall. The only undefeated team right now that's got a realistic shot, no disrespect to Central Florida, but they're not making the playoff even if they are undefeated, which I think they will be. They're 11-0. No, I don't know if they have a conference tournament or not. They do. They're playing uh, Memphis.
2: They're playing Memphis. Bab is giving me the nod, so I know that that is correct and truthful. Bab, by the way, rocking his Astros 2017 World Champs hat. Bab, have you worn that every single day since, you, since they won the championship? It's now
3: permanently stuck to my head. I can't get it off. I figured. It's I glued. Figured.
2: Why aren't you wearing your sunglasses? Yeah, what, why'd you take those off? You were wearing your sunglasses earlier. I was like enjoying Justin those. Like Justin Bieber rocking your sunglasses inside. When and now you're, you're cool. taking them off. Okay, they, there they are. They're back on. Okay, so, so we got the World Champs hat. bab has got going. World champs, 2017 Astros, kick-ass sunglasses, stars pull over, no pants, just feeling himself. I'm loving it. Top to bottom. Especially bottom. College football?
1: Perfect. So, yes, Miami and Clemson, neutral field is going to be in North Carolina. If Miami defeats Clemson, I think they're back in it. They're ACC champs.
2: It's virtually a road game or a, or a home game for Clemson. It's right down the street from their place, yeah. so I don't see Miami winning it. They've been they struggled on the road all year, even when they pulled out victories. And then they just lost to Pitt. They lost their starting tight end. We have nobody to play tight end now. It's a bad time to be a Hurricane. I don't think they're going to win. I think they'll end up in some bowl game. You know, whatever would be a decent bowl, but it, it kind of the season came crashing down, in my opinion, against Pitt.
1: So So they're going to lose to Clemson. You think it's done?
2: I think it's pretty much done. Clemson seems to be dominant. They beat the brakes off of South Carolina Gamecocks. And? You know, the Gamecocks.
1: Yeah, I know. I know you're pausing for that. We get it.
2: They beat the brakes off them. They're playing great right now, and it's basically a home game for them. So Miami's going to lose, and it's a shame. Now it's Oklahoma. It's going to be Clemson. It's going to be either Auburn or Georgia. And then, I don't know, the real question is, does Alabama find a way to get in? I don't know. Okay, so, I guess if Wisconsin loses, the winner of Clemson-Miami, in my
1: opinion, probably is in, especially if it's Clemson, because they're number one in the polls. Auburn knocks off Alabama in the Iron Bowl. Cut 44, Bab. if we have that ready, as the Auburn fans, and really announcing crew, went freaking Charles Barkley
2: called it, baby. Charles Barkley called it.
1: He saw the future
2: prediction of the week. second and six from the Alabama 16. This time Stedham fakes
1: it keeps it around left in. he has a block he's at the 10 cuts it up five. He scores. Touchdown. A bird. on a keeper for 16 yards and the tigers lead 26 to 14 and what a play by Jarrett stidham right there keeping it
4: as alabama came in on a slant blitz right there and he goes untouched
1: down to the three and bulls his way inside the five auburn up 26 14. that was the nail in the coffin auburn beat number one georgia and then the final game of the year they beat number
2: one alabama but you see, even Auburn's doing these at home. Georgia goes into Auburn; yes. it's tough to win on the road. Alabama goes into Auburn; it's tough to win on the road. You're right. football.
1: And now, Georgia will have will have a home game essentially with this SEC title game now being at the fancy new Mercedes Stadium in Atlanta. So Georgia will have a chance at revenge. It's tough to beat a team twice. If Auburn defeats Georgia, I think they're at. I think they should be number one. No matter what happens in the Clemson-Miami thing, I would put Auburn at number one going into the playoff personally. But let's say Georgia defeats Auburn.
2: That's when the questions come, because then Auburn's definitely done three losses. They're out. They're out. No question. Then it's does Georgia go in, even though Alabama already beat Georgia? Or did Alabama beat Georgia? They didn't play. Oh, they haven't played. They didn't play. Okay, so then it's a one loss Georgia and a one loss Bama. It's a one
1: loss Georgia, and your one loss was to a
2: team that you would have just beaten and gotten revenge yeah. in. Then you got to go Georgia. You're a conference champion. Then it's 100% Georgia. I agree. And Nick Saban has said it in years past. He said, listen, you got to win your conference in order to get in this thing. Well, and now he's contradicting himself. Now he's
1: contradicting himself, and we've got the audio to prove it. This is going to be cut 124, Bab. Nick Saban basically expressing his desire and belief that his team should still make the playoffs.
4: I think this team deserves the opportunity to get in the playoff Mm -hmm. uh, by what they've been able to accomplish and what they've been able to do. Mm -hmm. Certainly not maybe in this game, but I think the team we play tonight is a very good football team and probably one of the best teams in the country. They've won 11 games. Not very many teams are able to do that, and I really don't know what all the scenarios might be where we would have an opportunity to do it. Uh, I'd certainly like to see this team get the opportunity to do it, and I think they deserve it.
1: Well, I don't know what the opportunity is going to be either because we just basically said winner of Auburn-Georgia is in. Winner of Clemson-Miami, probably in, especially if it's Clemson. Especially Clemson. Especially if it's Clemson. So now you've got the Big 12 championship game. Number three, Oklahoma versus number 12, TCU. Neutral site game, I believe, is at at t Stadium on Saturday for the Big 12 championship game. First Big 12 title game we've had in the last four or five years. OU routed TCU in Norman on the road just a few weeks ago. This game, a little closer for TCU fans, but that's not going to matter. We know OU's going to travel. That's probably going to be majority, in my opinion, OU fans. I think there'll be more crimson or cream, whatever the hell their colors are, as opposed to Horned Frog Purple, even though it's closer to Fort Worth. If TCU beats OU, then I think Alabama's got a shot. But what if Clemson-Miami is close. It is a close game. Close, close game. And Miami wins. Let's see, Miami wins. Miami's the the conference title, the conference champion. And you've got Clemson, who clearly the committee thinks is the best team in the country right now. They've ranked them number one in their college football rankings. So you got that team that you thought was the best at everybody. That lost, lost, let's say it's a... It's overtime, or it's a one possession or less game. Late, Miami squeaks it out. Very competitive. You're weighing one loss Alabama, who that one loss granted is to Auburn, who may or may not be the SEC champ, versus a one loss Clemson, whose one loss was to Syracuse. Pretty bad loss, but for whatever reason, you thought they were the best team in the country. Who are you putting in? I
2: don't know, dude.
1: I really... Or are they both left out? Because if Wisconsin wins, they're undefeated. They're in.
2: Yeah, they got to be in.
1: But I do think Ohio State will beat Wisconsin. I really do. Do you? But I don't think a two-loss Ohio State gets in over a two-loss Clemson. And I don't think a two-loss Ohio State gets in over a one-loss Alabama, in my opinion. But they'll have the trump card with a conference championship. And the committee has said
2: that's a big deal. You know it's kind of cool because this is even though it's not technically the playoffs yet, it's still kind of like this is a playoff week. It is because for a lot this of these is games, make or break. Like Ohio we didn't State, get Wisconsin, in. TCU, OU, Miami, Clemson, Auburn, Georgia—like this is like a quarterfinal playoff round before we get to the big show. So as, as much as we talk about it, oh, only 14s, I wish there were six. I wish there were eight. You're kind of getting six to eight teams right now in the playoffs because they're all playing for the chance at those final two games. So we're already kind of getting that. So that's kind of fun. All these games that actually matter and these bowl games or not bowl games, but these conference championship games that are literally play in games to the final four. Basically all playoff games right now. I love that. So it's, that's it's like so a, true. It's a playoff round God, this you, week. You that's nailed that. Thing. It's so true. It is. It really
1: is. It is a win and get in for all these teams, and if you lose, I mean that's kind of how it is week to week in college football. But just how these have worked out now, and I think the benefit is the Big 12 adding that championship game, which I thought was a little silly. No, but why now is that it's
2: silly. That's brilliant. Well, why would you not have a conference championship? No, game? you I don't needed get one. That.
1: You needed one, and ultimately the Big 12 added it because of this reason. Because they thought they were getting overlooked because they didn't have their champions yeah, playing game. Right, Play and a they were game. They were getting overlooked. So now you've got a chance to showcase OU. Or what about TCU, man? What if TCU, nah, TCU you don't no. think TCU has
2: any shot? No. No shot at all? I don't think they have a shot at all. Because they already got just, how, how many losses do they have? They only two. have one? Are they they already they already have two? One of them is to OU yeah, in Norman, they, and they would smoked. avenge that loss. Yeah, I still I still don't think a two-loss TCU gets the a loss. A two-loss Big 12 champion. I don't think a two-loss Big 12 champion gets over a one-loss Alabama.
1: I do agree with that.
2: Especially since they're down at 12 or 11. Exactly. 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 I, I think it's 11. You gotta, I think you got a better chance of OU losing that game and still getting in over TCU winning that game and getting in.
1: Or what about two ACC teams? or no. Or Auburn and Georgia? Do you think it's more likely if Miami beats Clemson, for Miami and Clemson to both get in? Sorry, or I have a headache right now. This is a world Or win. for the this winner is of Georgia and Auburn plus Alabama to get in? Do you think that's more likely two SEC schools compared to the ACC?
2: Ah, I don't
1: know. It's tough.
2: Bullshit, don't make me do this. I don't know. And then if
1: Ohio State completely destroys Wisconsin like they did four years ago when they won the national title, do you put them in, even though they got blown out by Iowa? Their only other loss is to Oklahoma, who you assume is going to be the Big 12 champ. (laughs) I don't know. Okay, how about this? Here's what you do know. No. You've gotten to watch college football this season. Have I? And you tell me. Twice. If you had to pick the four best heading into this weekend.
2: Oh, heading into this weekend? Yes. Heading into this weekend, they have it right.
1: They have it right. They got Clemson Clemson in there? Auburn, Oklahoma, Wisconsin. Yep. Got it right. Who do you think comes out?
2: Okay. After this weekend, what happens? Let's let's talk about these conference championships. I think think Clemson beats Miami. Clemson's going to beat Miami.
1: Okay. Clemson's in. Auburn
2: and Georgia. Holy crap. I don't know. And it doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't. I guess I'll just go with Auburn. Because they're on absolute fire?
1: Wisconsin, Ohio State.
2: I'll take Ohio State. I then, think Wisconsin, Wisconsin's out. Wisconsin's just due for one, I feel like. I feel like they're due for one. And Ohio State's playing pretty well right now. I don't know the JT Barrett knee situation, but they put one on Michigan pretty hard. And I don't think Wisconsin's that great. Not that they're a bad... I mean, listen, if you're undefeated, you're not a bad football team. But Miami was undefeated. You saw what happened to them. Doesn't mean just because they were undefeated doesn't mean they were some great football team. They've kind of gotten lucky a little bit. I think Wisconsin's a similar thing and now you got a tough game against Ohio State. It's tough to go completely undefeated and when you and, and when that last game of the season right there against a tough freaking Ohio State team. So I'd take Ohio State in that game, which is good for Alabama.
1: It's great for Alabama.
2: So I don't know, dude, this is wild. But we got playoffs now. Get ready, get your popcorn ready for the playoffs this week. Yes, college football playoffs have already begun. God, what a beautiful thing. Yeah, was it's going to be crazy so to There wasn't see. any, like, controversial, like, middle fingers or croc, crotch grabbers or anything this uh, weekend? And the weirdest
1: thing that happened was JT Barrett apparently getting his knee hit yeah, yeah, yeah. by a sideline reporter. And Urban Meyer, I actually have the clip of this one. It's cut 18, Bab. He wants an all-out NCAA investigation. He is. just
4: someone on your freaking sideline, and now you, you hurt your quarterback. I'll find out who that was.
1: To clarify, did it, ha- it happen early? Uh, For the game,
4: major college football. It's all out investigation.
2: Mm, Michigan, Ohio State, looking at its best. I saw something else where he was like, "I I, I don't know who it was, but I will find them. I will find them. He like repeated, like Liam
1: Neeson and Taken.
2: Yes, very, very (laughs) similar. He was like, "I will find this person, and I will kill them." There's an investigation. He's pissed. Well, as we await
1: to see what happens in conference championship weekend so we can finally figure out what the hell is going to go on.
2: It's playoff weekend. With
1: the four. And you know what, guys? I just looked at the clock. We're not even taking a break in today's show. Really? Episode 41. We're zinging all the way through, baby. We got too much juicy, delicious content.
2: Zinging it.
1: It's No Split Seats Podcast. Zach Holtz, Gary follow producer Brad. We're not doing any breaks. What about Robert from the Diamond breaks. You know what? We'll play Robert at the very end. And we'll give them a plug now. Go see Robert the Diamond Broker. They're doing a, a retirement sale for Seymour.
2: Oh, I know we have a lot of retirement up to,
1: 70, up to 70% off everything in store. So give them a call. Go on their website, Diamond Broker Dallas. Google them. Check them out. The Diamond Broker, located on the northeast corner of Preston and Forest in Dallas. Boom. Gave them a shameless plug. We
2: got any there uh, you go. Cyber Monday deals? WBLZ Sports,
1: shout them out. We're, we're live. We're on WBLZ Sports right now. Yeah.
2: Many of you are listening to us on WBLZ right now. And we, we love you. you. We Gosh. thank you. Be a oh, nosebleeder with us. Not only do we love you, I think we might be in love with some of you. We are in love more than you know. Smitten.
1: Let's talk about the coaching and the firings and the hirings and the, all the deals here in oh, college football. ball sack. There's been some serious, serious stuff going down in the college football Should coaching Should we start
2: front. with the Shiano fiasco?
1: Go ahead. Take me through the Shiano fiasco. The and Shiano is Jason, fiasco. Do I need to be worried about Mr. Oh my, my Jason Witten, my Hall of Fame tight end, yeah, taking there w- over?
2: There was a little report that came out that that Witten was going to take over. He's a Tennessee volunteer, and they were saying that he might drop everything right now, leave the Cowboys, leave that crappy Cowboys team, and go right to, to be in... Butch Jones' predecessor. Or would it be, uh, is it predecessor if he comes after? No. Okay, so Butch Jones would be the predecessor to Jason Witten, yes. potentially. But Jason said that that wasn't the case. No. I think he wants to be a coach down the line. He'd probably love to be the Tennessee coach in like two years. But right now, he's not feeling it, even though he should just stop playing football today because, my gosh, what is he doing out there? What is he doing? I don't know. He's, he's not making plays. I know that. And they talk about his blocking. I've seen him get smoked like 14 times. So, I don't know. I don't know what Jason Wynn's doing, but he's not going to be the head coach of Tennessee right now. Uh, they went ahead and hired, initially, Greg Schiano. You know this guy? Oh, the old Rutgers dude. The old
1: Rutgers dude. I think dude. he spent like a year or two at Tampa Bay, maybe. Yeah, and they sucked Didn't go bad. well. Did, did suck not bad. go well.
2: He turned Rutgers around. He's got around a mean and... face. He kind of looks like a gangster. Yeah, he does have a mean face. Not quite as mean as Butch Jones's. Well, Butch Jones looks like he's constipated all the time. Well, so they go in and they, they announce the hiring of Greg Schiano. Tennessee is so excited. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Well, then a social media internet firestorm begins with Tennessee volunteer fans who are enraged at the hire of Schiano, mostly because he's not that great of a football coach and there's not much reason to get excited about Greg Schiano. I, for one, would be pissed. If I was a Tennessee fan and they hired Greg Shiano, I'd be like, damn, this sucks. Greg Schiano's not a good coach. Well, they were pissed. Well, they were definitely pissed, and but not for that reason. Not, well, it was, it was that was the main reason, but that wasn't what they showed. That wasn't that wasn't, it the, card. Like it wasn't the, the card. Didn't seem like the reason they played. Used. Yeah. yeah. So then they start, like, painting on these, like, big, giant, like, stones outside of the Tennessee campus. Like, what? Talking about, like, Greg Schiano Like who? Is, like, a child molester kind of thing.
1: Like a what? Because he
2: was on staff at Penn State when the Sandusky things were going down, and there was, like, a slight, slight, slight he said, she said about Shiano possibly maybe being involved in some third-party fashion. Well, that ended up not being the case. Obviously, Shiano, he's like the defensive coordinator for the for the Buckeyes at Ohio State right now. Yes, he is. So he's still coaching in college football. He's trying to beat the Badgers. They, they've already gone through all the court stuff. Nothing ever came of it. There was It was literally like a— Like the Zeke deal. Yeah, very, very—well, very, no, cause there was no victim saying that Shiano did anything to him. It was just some randomness that went through, and then it got swept under, and it was over. Nothing happened. Shiano's a good guy. Well, all the Tennessee fans that didn't like the hire started bringing that thing back to action and just throwing all these labels on Shiano that are not, you really can't recover from those labels. So it was a huge firestorm. Hundreds and hundreds of Tennessee volunteer fans are going crazy. We don't want Shiano. He's a child molester, all these things. So Tennessee's like, crap, dude, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Well, Greg Shiano gets slandered. Enough to the point where Tennessee just says, you know what? We got to just revoke this. We can't even hire you, and we're going to have to move on because this has gone way too far. Now, Shiano's losing a job that he just got hours before because of things that he didn't do, and now everybody's labeling him X, Y, and Z that no one ever wants to be labeled, and it's clearly not true. All the credible college football writers, all the legal people, all this stuff, they've come out and said, listen, this is not true. And the dude's being slandered right now and it cost him a job. And now I don't know. It could cost him I don't know if he'll ever get a head coaching job again. I don't know how you hire this guy now, because this thing has blown the bleep up, dude. And so now it sucks for Shiano, it sucks for Tennessee. Now Tennessee's scrambling. I don't know who they're gonna go get. It looks like they've reached out to Mike Gundy. Head Gundy coach has of come
1: out State. now and on his Twitter and said he is staying in Oklahoma State. So, Gundy, yes, reportedly had phone conversations with Tennessee, but he has since come out, pledged his allegiance to the Pokes. What and a he will be nightmare. staying in Oklahoma
2: State. What a Tennessee so, nightmare, yeah, now dude. Who what knows? do you freaking do? What coach wants to go there now? Where does she – Shiano's screwed. He's going to be a coordinator for the rest of his life because he's just got labeled all this crap. And none of it's true. That's so sad. But Shiano sucks as a football coach. So, if I was a Tennessee fan, I, I'd be saying the same stuff about how bad he is as a coach, I wouldn't necessarily be throwing all those R words around. Not a good thing. So, Tennessee's in shambles right now. That yeah. was that was kind of the the crazy situation in terms of the coaching. Things that went down. We know McIlwain got fired from Florida. They, they hired Dan Mullen. They brought in Dan Mullen from Mississippi State, and you know what he's already doing? Firing people.
1: <laughs> Not firing people. He's poaching the recruits that he had signed while at Mississippi State. He's calling them all, saying, Hey, I love you. I'm now a Gator. I know what it means to be a Gator, and I think you should come join me. Actually, we got him cut 19 bad talking about he understands the meaning of being a true Florida Gator.
2: I understand the pride of what it takes to represent the University of Florida, and I will promise them I'll make
0: sure every single player that does wear that helmet, that does put on that uniform, understands the pride and the responsibility they have, what it has been built throughout the years to carry on that tradition.
1: I think that was a great hire for Florida. What Dan Mullen's done at Mississippi State, He's brought that program from the doldrums of the SEC to a one-point ranked number one in the country. And now at Florida, which is not far removed from winning national championships with Urban Meyer and Tim Tebow, he's got a chance at higher-level recruits, a little more of a prestigious program. I think that's a good, good move for Florida.
2: Yeah, I don't think it's a bad move. It's not a huge, huge name, but way to go, Dan Mullen. Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly.
1: That's the big fish right UCLA. there.
2: UCLA. You said he was going to Florida. Your sources last week yeah, my said forces, Florida. Well, I think Florida probably wanted to get him. My sources said UCLA. My sources are clearly better than your Did sources. Did your sources say UCLA? Yeah. Last week on episode 40. Really? Shout out to Mike Allstott.
1: So there you go. He is in UCLA. And he does, granted, he knows the Pac-12. I mean, that's where he was in Oregon. He knows that conference pretty a well. fit. And in fact, reporters asked him, they said, Hey, are you going to run with the same kind of offense you ran in oregon baptist will be cut 28 chip kelly had a little bit of a humorous response to this one
0: your offense that you ran in oregon can we expect that same type of offense here at ucla now those players have all graduated, so I, I talked to LaMichael and some of those guys, but now we're, we're not,
3: so I think anything you do in whatever scheme you run has to be tailored to the personnel you have. I think you can have a vision of what you're going to recruit to, and this is what we're looking to get to, but I, I think
0: you really have to evaluate, you know, we're going to play and we're going to open up next year, and we're not going to say, hey, you know, in two or three years when we get our guys in here, I, I met with my guys today, you know, and I'm excited about those
3: guys that are currently part of this program.
2: He obviously didn't come from the Jason Garrett School of Coaching because he believes in tailoring his offensive system to the players he has. Yeah. Not just sticking with the same old, same old when you have a crappy roster. So (laughs) shout out to Chip (laughs) Chip (laughs) Kelly. Shout out to Chip (laughs) (laughs) Kelly. We got a couple other guys. Kevin, someone's out at Texas A&M. Looks like Jimbo Fisher might be bouncing from FSU. Okay, is that not just crazy to you? It seems really crazy, but I did read something that Fisher... Jimbo's kind of burned some bridges there, rubbed some people the wrong way at FSU, and it might just be good for him to get out, get a fresh start elsewhere. Um, but on the surface, I mean, FSU is definitely a better job than Texas A&M. Right? It is
1: absolutely it totally to, to is. me. But the thing is, if he goes to A&M, Aggie fans are delusional and are thinking like, "Oh, it's because A&M's the better job." That's not the case. That makes sense if Jimbo has has had some bad ties there at Florida State needs to get out. Just save some face, start fresh, start anew, get it. Let's not kid ourselves and pretend the Texas A&M is an upgrade coaching position than Florida State. One is a collegiate national champion. The other has fake championships on their walls. Fake!
2: Todd Graham, formerly the coach at Arizona State University, he got let go. So I'm about to run through five coaches that got let go. Bilama! Bielema? Dirty. They did him dirty at Arkansas, man. Bielema left Arkansas, but don't Didn't feel leave. bad for him. He got fired as they were walking off the field. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He literally found out as he was walking Literally off.
1: found out. And what a classic. He goes to his post-press conference. Like, everything's new. Just eats it. And just said, yeah, he just fell on the sword. Like, look, I just found out I'm no longer the coach here. Gave a nice little speech, basically parting ways. Was like, look, I try and go everywhere and leave it better than the way I found it. I think I've done that here. Never been fired anywhere. Bielema will get another job. That dude's a good coach. For whatever reason, that marriage just didn't work at Arkansas.
2: Well, Bielema got $5.9 million to walk away. I'll get fired on the field for that much. Someone
1: got 10.4.
2: Well, we'll let you know who that is. Uh, Butch Jones. We all know Butch and that freaking angry face of his. When he got uh, ousted at Tennessee, he walked out with an $8.2 million buyout. Kevin Sumlin he's the 10.4 million dollar man he gets fired at Texas A&M and in his contract they have 60 days they have 60 days six zero days to pay him all 10.4 million dollars that's quite a way to get fired and I've I've heard he might be going to
1: Arizona State to take over for Todd
2: Graham yeah Todd Graham gets fired he walks away with 12.3 million. So way to go, Todd. I'll take a I'll take a firing for that much. And Jim Mora at UCLA before they hired Chip Kelly. So they fired Jim Mora on Jim Mora's birthday. And then they hired Chip Kelly on Chip Kelly's birthday. So what a just a beautiful thing. Full circle. Anyways, Chip uh, Jim Mora, UCLA, fired, walks out of there with twelve and twelve million and some change. So, all these guys, I don't feel bad for at all. Mike Maybe Riley? slightly be From up.
1: Nebraska? Not on that list?
2: No, he's not on that list. I don't know what he
1: got. Scott Frost, I believe, will be the next head coach at Nebraska. He's a former quarterback there. He did great things this season. He's the UCF head coach. Done really, really good things with them. I know he was in talks also for the Florida gig, but as soon as that Nebraska job came open, that thing just made too much sense. Rice. Got to get a North Texas reference in there. Rice fires their head coach, David Bailiff, after getting whooped by the Mean Green, who are playing FAU in the Conference USA Championship game this Saturday.
3: Just to give you an idea of how ridiculous those buyouts are, even Dan McCarney, who got fired at North Texas in October 2015. The raging alcoholic that is Dan McCarney? The raging alcoholic that is Dan McCarney. Thank you. Thank you. North Texas, every month, April of 2019 sends him a $90,000 check. Really? No yes. wonder he hasn't
1: taken another job. <laughs> just chilling on his gray goose and money checks from UNT.
3: It's quite hilarious. That's incredible. Dude, yeah.
1: way to go. And this so is just Conference
3: USA. We this just, isn't that. Yeah,
1: we should. one of us just needs to make it big, get a head coaching offer. And get fired. fired.
2: Just get fired. And then we can just chill. I wonder if Shiano, uh because he signed that contract. I wonder if Shiano Did gets he actually physically sign the contract?
3: He physically signed the contract. He want, They had a $20 million buyout clause in there Holy. that Shiano is claiming he is owed. Oh, is he really? Because the contract was signed. He is that owed. What a
2: boy, Shiano. Wow. Dude, listen, if, if my name's getting slandered out there and I'm getting called the R word and child molest star and all that kind of stuff, I'm taking the $20 million buyout too and I'm going to hang out on a beach somewhere. I'm totally taking that $20 million if I'm Chiano, and I'm getting every lawyer I know to come fight that for me because that's a bunch of crap. You get hired, and then five minutes later, you get smacked in the face with you're a raper. Get out of here, dude. I need all 20 mil. Man. That's tough.
1: That's crazy. Big coaching carousel going on in the college football landscape. I want
2: to be a fired coach.
1: I think that that is the, the new, the new the hot seat, goal.
2: The hot seat has never felt so comfortable. Than it does now in college football. If you're a college football coach, especially at one of those power fives, the hot seat is now the recliner in the main living room. It's the most it's the comfiest seat in the house.
3: If Greg Schiano gets the twenty million dollar buyout for being a Tennessee head coach for an hour, then I'd say that's a pretty productive Sunday afternoon. End quote. Yes, it is. Would you take the slandering, though, for that? Let me ask you. Let me put yeah. you
2: in his shoes. Would you take the... Because I'll take getting fired. I'll, I'll take,
1: take the slandering I'll, for twenty million.
2: I'll take being Brett Bielema no walking off the it. field and before I can even get to the locker room being told I'm fired for $5.9 million. I don't know if I'll take the 20 million for being the R word. Label that. No, you're
1: right. But I mean,
2: it's
3: not factual. It's not the truth. No, I know it's not
2: the truth, but remember, it's uh,
3: perception is reality. That's a $15 million R word, though. You called the R word, you get a check for $15 million.
1: I think I could deal with it because I'll tell you what, a year from now, no one's going to remember that. They're just going to remember, wow, he had $20 million from Tennessee. (laughs) No, you have to. I don't know.
2: Shiano is always going to be synonymous with the R word. Come on
1: now. I don't think so. I don't think of it that way. I do. That's you. Everybody, You sick, sick man. We'll feel that way. No split seats podcast. Zach Walshuk, Eric you. Follow producer Bam. That's our college football talk. It is at this point in the show where I look at myself and stare at myself.
2: Do you like what you see? Sometimes.
1: And I think, man, I'm freaking weird. Let's get weird, Bam. Hit it. Let's just get vaped out right now. I'm looking to get weird. That's weird, man.
3: Time to get Weird with Wolchuck, baby.
1: Let's get weird. 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 Walt Chuck. Oh, weirdy, 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 weird. Let's get weird with Wolchuck, episode 41. Weird,
2: edition. Let's get weird, baby. Gosh, dude, I'm freaking fired up. I'm Are gonna you? be honest with you. All right, so how all about... this losing, all this hurricanes lose, cowboys lose, it's just been a downer. Let's get freaking weird as balls, bro.
1: Okay, so Christmas sweaters, ugly Christmas sweaters. You into those? Oh, I'm so in, dude. So you'll see Santa's butt on a lot of ugly Christmas sweaters this year, babe. Hopefully. Big time. Preferably. For decades, ugly holiday themed sweaters were a minor part of the Christmas season. They were lovingly lambasted like grandma's fruitcake or eggnog made with liquor. About a decade ago, companies started making sweaters that added blue humor to the red and orange, red and green, excuse me, color scheme. For a certain section of the population, these types of ugly Christmas sweaters allow people to simultaneously enjoy the holiday while poking fun at the hullabaloo around it. If you're looking for an ugly sweat Christmas sweater this holiday season, I've got the one for you. Santa's butt crack. Yes, you heard it here first. Santa's butt crack, folks.
2: Is that like like plumber's crack? Or Straight is it like up, the whole
1: thing. The sweater is a white sweater with green trim. It's got a green Christmas tree on it. I love green lit trim. with red bulbs on it. A nice Christmas star on the top. And Santa is underneath, stuffing the tree, full of presents, and oops, his crack is showing.
2: Yeah, is it like Plumber's Crack, or is it the full crack? Is this it like bare ass?
1: is full crack. Really? Bare ass. Next holiday-themed sweater with Santa's tushy on it, it's Santa Alien Anal Probe. What? Anal probing? Yes, this got gross in a hurry. I don't even know if this is really appropriate to share, but... It is Santa laying down on what appears to be a table. An alien is holding a green probe in its right hand. Santa's pants are pulled down. He looks very uncomfortable and your imagination can make up the rest. Where is that probe going?
2: I don't know, but my imagination is taking me to Shiano holding the probe. Did Shiano become an alien?
3: Is that a $20 million probe? (laughs) Shiano is not in that. Shiano is not in that. Okay, so
2: Shiano, really? Yes. Wow.
1: Another funny Christmas sweater involving Santa's Heine. Santa holding a carton of milk. His tush is popping out.
2: And Greg Shiano is
1: right behind him. Glass of milk on the Heine hump, and the milk is shooting. Over, Shiano. over Santa, ass. into the Greg glass. mouth. <laughs> Santa's got a great big <laughs> smile on his face. And so does Greg Sciano. Oh, it's all come full circle. Greg Sciano and Santa. So these are just a few. Oh, we've got Santa wearing a thong as he fills the Christmas tree up with presents. Santa has been naughty. This is, I guess, a female women's power sweater. We've got basically Santa Leaning over all fours, pants pulled down, getting whipped
2: by Mrs. Claus. By Greg Shiano
1: Yes. Would you buy any of these? And do you find Wait, are these, these
2: ugly Christmas sweaters do you find or are these, these ugly offensive? Greg Ciano raping sweaters?
1: They have nothing to do with Greg Sciano. You have completely said that yourself. This has to do with Santa Claus and the holiday spirit and Greg Sciano and ugly Christmas sweaters.
3: You think this is <laughs> so funny. I have a happy <laughs> Chianomus. Oh god, Greg Gianno
1: Chianomus, man. Interesting. 20 million. Interesting. I guess it was worth
2: it. 20 million. Listen, he gets 20 million for for me to have the right to say these Greg Shiano Christmas sweater raping jokes. I really just Here's a know. question Would yeah. you
3: take an alien anal probe for $20 million. There we go.
2: If Greg Shiano's the alien, sure. <laughs>
3: Okay. Glad we <laughs> established that.
2: Why the heck not? I'm not a Tennessee volunteer. One thing but you're I also volunteer for that.
1: One thing you're also not is I don't think a classical music fan. Not anymore. Not anymore. When were you? Never.
3: Never? In a past life. Bab, how about you? Uh depends on how much alcohol I've consumed.
1: Really? So you drink some wine and all of a sudden you're into Beethoven's fifth.
3: Babs. Sure. Bab's a thought Bab was a beer guy
1: you. Oh, At the collection,
2: he's always smothered in beers.
1: Well, we think it's beer. It's really Molly. The dancer. Her too. <laughs> Molly was all over Bab. They all were. I don't know how many times we have to talk about it, but
2: Natty Light gets him going. Nah, yeah, she's she's got some good moves though. No, I was talking about the beer. Oh, but her too. Yeah.
1: So a woman falls asleep. At a classical concert. Orchestra yeah. is playing. Woman's asleep in the
2: crowd. It I, sounds like the start to a great joke. Well. So a woman falls asleep at a classical concert. Yeah,
1: so a woman does. And this is what happens. And then Greg Shiano comes in. This is live <laughs> at the classical concert. It is playing. And all of a sudden, a certain abrupt transition to the song maybe wakes this woman up.
2: Really? That's never fun. bab. Greg? Is <laughs> that That was all right. Can't fathom why anybody would ever want to go to one of those concerts. Oh my gosh, if, if you could
1: find just that middle part where all of a sudden she wakes up screaming ah! and you hear the other audience members laughing. It was so great. Even the instructor, the music director himself, Scott Seton, smiled and snuck a quick look over his shoulder as he conducted the urge to see who the lady was that he just abruptly woke up from a nice slumber.
2: Isn't that why you go to those concerts, to, to get a little bit of peaceful sleep? Uh, I mean, I think
1: some people enjoy the music.
2: Yeah, because it puts them to sleep.
1: Maybe, yeah. Maybe there are people that certainly would listen to that stuff soothing before bed. But. Bum. Leave it her tushy off And then all of a
2: sudden Boom ah! Classical music ah! man By the way Never. The song
1: being performed Was called The Fireborg The Firebird
3: The Firebird <laughs> special
1: <laughs> What did I say The Fireborg Yeah the You fireborg. said the
3: Fireborg Greg Shiano's Fireborg The Firebird
1: By
2: In Igor theaters, Stravinsky this- Greg Shiano's Fireborg Oh <laughs> Enter at your own
1: risk The Fire The
3: for twenty million.
1: For twenty million, mm-hmm.
3: Alice? I'm down. Would you enter Greg Shiano's fireborg for twenty million? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Is it worth it? Yeah, it's worth it. Okay, would you purposefully
1: wreck your own car to prove a point to the police?
2: No, listen, someone who just went through a car wreck situation. It's not fun. Oh,
1: that's right. You gave yourself the biggest uh,
2: biggest L. Yeah. Well, it's an honorable mention. Well, Florida, man,
1: and why is it always gotta be Florida? What the hell is going on there?
2: Every Practically every one out of every three crazy, insane, ridiculous stories always start with a man from Florida.
1: Yeah, well, Florida man, Bruce John Homer, 61.
2: John Was so
1: driven to prove a busy intersection in his neighborhood unsafe that police said he purposefully crashed his truck into an SUV to make the point. Did he die? Quote, People are always running the stop sign at this intersection. And since you guys, meaning the law enforcement officers, don't do anything about it, I did, Homer told Lake County Sheriff Deputies after his Sunday smash-up, according to the Orlando Station WFTV. To answer your question, Eric, no one was injured. The SUV driver told deputies he was going through the intersection in Claremont when Homer's truck pulled out in front of him The motorist said Homer then walked up to him and said, You ran the stop sign and this is the 10th accident at this intersection and they won't do anything until someone dies. Deputies said Homer took credit for the crash and it might not have been his first. Homer told investigators he and his wife almost crashed at the same intersection a couple of weeks ago. Quote, I ran some guy off the road after I saw him blow through the intersection. Investigators said Homer told them. Romer was charged with two counts of aggregate, aggregate, aggravary with a deadly weapon and one count of reckless driving. He was released from the Lake County Jail after posting a $20,500 bond.
2: That's ballsy, man. I don't—I've I, never
1: quite heard that before. This guy is so livid and just consumed with making sure something happens to this intersection— where there supposedly should be a stop sign, and which there is not, that he takes it upon himself to T-bone another vehicle to prove his point.
3: Love a good T-bone. Isn't this what yelling at your homeowners association meetings is for?
1: Yes, Bab, you are correct. I've never been to a homeowners association meeting, but I imagine that's what it is
3: for. Neither have I. I'm just Are you sure? I'm sure.
1: Because you came in hot like you had been to several...
2: Not as hot as he came in with that 08 Detroit Lions stack earlier. That's true.
3: That was, that was real hot.
2: He came in so hot with that. Homeowners association than ever. Homeowners
3: Association <laughs> meetings, I imagine, are like the 08 Lions. Just so pitiful. Just Dan
2: Orlovsky all over the place. Every day. Just Orlovsky-ing day. Just orlovsky all over the
3: walls. What about a Homeowners Association meeting led by Dan Orlovsky? God, kill me.
1: Do you think he would run out of
3: bounds, though? I'd rather be locked in a room with Greg Shiano. Really? What
2: about Art Briles? Oh, God, no. Couldn't pay me enough. Hugh Freeze? Art. Oh, Bryles. I'd kick it with Hugh
3: for a weekend. <laughs> Art In Bry- Tampa? Art Bryles and Greg Shiano walk into a bar. <laughs> oh, God. And all the kids went out screaming.
2: They
1: got on their cell phones, called Hugh Freeze, and booked a flight to Tampa, baby.
2: No, I would definitely party with Hugh. Would not party with Greg. Definitely wouldn't party with Art.
1: Well, I'm glad I got your opinion on that. I also have been told you wanted to jump in with an honorable mention weird for yes, this week. So yes. let's hear it. Blow me away.
2: Make me laugh. Yeah, because well, because we didn't have biggest L, biggest Dub this week because we hit the E spot. And thank God to Jay Gruden because without him, I don't know if the the E spot would have even gotten hit. So thank you, Jay. Always good to get hit. And since we're not doing biggest L, biggest Dub. Had to throw this Ray Allen story in the weird, because it is weird. And if we were doing Biggest L, Biggest stuff, he would have gotten the Biggest L of the week. Because Ray Allen, holy dear God. Well, I don't know. What's maybe going Greg on Siano. with this Ray Ray? Ray Allen, former former NBA player, Milwaukee yeah. Bucks, Supersonics, Celtics. Huge, huge, huge shot for the Miami Heat. He, he's an all-timer. Well, he's been retired for a couple years now, and I guess he's spending part of his time... Searching for love via the internet, and we all know the term catfishing, right? Of course. You've been catfished before. Uh, Bab's been cat. I uh, actually, actually. Bab does the catfish. I,
3: I am a cat. Yeah, You're a Bab, Bab is a catfish. I'm I've, just a catfish. I
2: don't think
1: I've seen see the whiskers. Catfished. Yeah, I can see those, Bam. I breathe. Never mind. You should shave those. Honestly, no, yeah, I do. if you I read shave, this
2: whole yeah. story and I didn't know that it was about a guy named Bryant Coleman, I would think this would be about Zach Babb.
1: Bryant Coleman?
2: Yeah, Bryant Coleman is the guy who was catfishing Ray Allen. Bryant Coleman. That sounds like a male. Well, it is a male. Oh, it's a man. Yeah, he was posing as a female on these different, multiple different, like, hookup dating sites whatever tinder bumble yeah you're familiar grinder exactly mainly the grinder mainly the grinder that's what i'm most familiar with and ray allen is getting fooled by this guy uh he thinks it's a dime bag model chick uh and it's a shame dime bag of what model chick (laughs) you can get that in a dime bag No, like she's a dime bag. She's a smoking ten. Yeah, she's a smoke show. Yeah, that kind of thing. Not the dime bag. Ray Allen. Ray Allen. Why are you even going online for love, anyways? One, you're married to a beautiful wife, and two, oh, he's married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and he's got an issue. He's got got an issue. He's got like a Hugh Freeze problem. At least he
1: didn't slide into Mia Khalifa's DMs. We know how that ends up.
2: Yeah. Well, he slid into Bryant Coleman's. Well, this whole thing goes down. And uh, Ray Allen filed a restraining order against this guy. Did she go down or did he? Was it blumpkening? I don't know. uh, I think it was reverse. And, uh, of course, this is a Florida man, Bryant Coleman. He was accused of catfishing and uh, pretended to be multiple different women online. Allen was reportedly has accused the man of threatening to post his personal information online. And he denied a series of claims made by the man. Who filed a restraining order of his own against Allen and accused the former NBA star of stalking him? Wow. So this has gotten crazy. The dude also said that he's received violent threats and false accusations. accusations? Yeah, false accusations. Like Falkiel? Uh, he said that he filed the restraining order against Ray Allen on November 6th because in September he received a call. Uh, that was uh, supposedly saying that they wanted to ensure that he went away and never opened his mouth again.
1: No, I just licked the mic. Uh, it
2: says Coleman is the... Uh, Speaking of reverse Blumpkinning. Ray Allen says that Coleman is the stalker here and he is obsessed with him, not the other way around. So, And and honestly, as weird and as crazy as this story is... It's very weird. <laughs> Bless you. Sorry. You know, and Ray Allen obviously has some issues, but it's hard to imagine that Ray Allen's the one doing the stalking here. You know, it's gotta be Mr. Bryant Coleman who's doing the stalking of Ray Allen. Ray Allen's not doing stalking, even though I didn't think Ray Allen was doing online hookup searches, but I still don't see Ray Allen being the guy who's stalking this Bryant Coleman feller. Right? Now, I do. I could imagine Ray Allen's got some people that have called him and bumped into him and said, Hey, listen, dude, you're going to shut your freaking mouth and you're, and you're going to get out of here. Otherwise, we're going to do something to you. Yeah, that
1: kind of bumping and grinding.
2: But what an L for Ray Allen. For this to come out, for us to know about it, for us to be talking about it right now, married Ray Allen, NBA Hall of Famer, basketball Hall of Famer, and he's out here getting catfished on Well, you know, catfishing
1: is a serious problem um, for Ray Allen. Shame on you, sir. That is weird. So, congratulations. You have now been into Weird with Wolchuk. Only the best segment on the No Split Seeds podcast. Wow. Well,
2: maybe today I'll give it to you.
1: I don't know. I didn't have Jay Gruden. That's true, man. Jay saved, I didn't it. have Jay Gruden, and if I had him, I think I'd have been able to compete, but since I didn't...
2: Is there a way to get Jay Gruden in the Ooh. weird segment?
1: Can we put Jay Gruden in weird? I don't
2: know if it's possible,
0: Bab, man. Especially, Gruden in weird, Gruden in weird, Bab Gruden in weird, attention. Gruden in weird, Gruden like, in
2: weird. We might be able to make weird really, really perfect if we can get Jay in here. What's
0: on that for? Like, my favorite thing is... Getting a fork, getting a piece of bread, getting a piece of turkey, some gravy, some mashed potatoes, some corn, some sweet potatoes, some green beans, putting them all on the same fork and taking a bite. Mixing them all up together. That's the best.
2: God, that never gets old.
1: Happy Thanksgiving from Let's Get Weird with Wolchuck, episode 41 edition. Boom, baby. Thank
2: thank you, Jay, for making an appearance here. Twice you've come on the show now and you made Hit the E spot worthwhile and you really turned weird up a notch.
1: It's man. weird, it's, it's, it's weird, and it's lovable. It's more than what John's done for our show, that's for sure.
2: Coach Gruden, coach of the year. Oh,
1: certainly on his way. No Split Seats podcast, Zach Wilczek, Eric followed producer Bab. Eric, uh, we need to, before the Yodas join us, we need to recap what happened. In, uh... Did you just
2: fart? <laughs> what? I swear to God, you just farted. What are you talking about, dude? Seriously, did you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you did Just wait till You, you hiked smelling. your leg
2: You're sick Oh my god I'm not even kidding heavy. right now Like I'm not even Doing like Theater of the mind Like Walchick Has his pants on But he just Bleeping farted Totally disrespected. Oh, my God, dude. You are disgusting, bro. What are you talking about? It is getting mustier and mustier in here by the second. Oh, man. I don't know what the heck happened. The Yodas are going to be so disrespected, dude. Oh, my God. (laughs) That Jay Gruden meal really got to you, dude. Seriously, dudes, quit it. God. Too much of that
1: fart. Right,
3: my God, let's end this now. <laughs> I just want the record to state <laughs> where I pulled that from is a video on YouTube entitled One Hour of Farting. <laughs> one hour of farting.
2: Someone took the time. Someone took 60 minutes of the, out of their life. A very unique farts. Uh, yeah, they are unique farts. Uh, they, I swear though, before. <laughs> before. that so, one. Before we started playing all those fart noises walchick really did fart like seriously for the record he hiked his leg and freaking farted i don't know if i hiked my leg i would no that's how i knew i had i heard it a little bit but i watched you hike it disrespectful as hell so (laughs) okay we don't need we don't need any more fart noises we All can right. cool it on the fart noises, please. Man, that did smell. Uh, God, I will be somebody's honest. probably trying to enjoy their lunch right now. I and apologize. And we're playing Walchick live okay. in the bathroom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Before the Yoders join us, we got to talk about what the hell is going on in the National Football League. There's a lot of stuff that happened this past weekend in the games. And also, there's some quarterback situations going on. So let's start in New Peterman? York. No, no, not Peterman. Dang it. Tyrod Taylor actually came back and got a W this week, bro. In my opinion, I'm voting. I know we didn't do biggest sell, biggest dub. We gave Ray on the biggest sell. I'm going to go biggest dub. Tyrod back in the saddle. Yeah. You go to Kansas City. Yeah. You give football yo to the bird. Yeah. And you say, Buffalo, we get getting the victory. Bleep you, Alex Smith. Big game for Tyrod Taylor. They go into Arrowhead. Drop the Chiefs to now 6-5. That team started 5-0. They've lost 5 out of 6. The Bills are now 6-5 as well. Still in the hunt, believe it or not, even though they went to some dude named Peterman last week to almost ruin their season. Good
2: God, Peterman.
1: What in the world's going on there? The Seahawks get a win over the 49ers. The 49ers, though, put Jimmy Garoppolo in the football game late. He leads them to a late touchdown. They lose 24-13, but Jimmy G will be starting for San Francisco this coming Sunday. The Panthers are 8-3. The Carolina Panthers are 8-3. and three. They went to New York. The officials robbed Austin Seferi and Jenkins of a touchdown, gave football yo to the bird again.
2: Here come the Panthers, spoiling the day with a big win. Panthers put up 35 points. Cam Newton completed 11 balls. I don't understand how I that happened. I didn't know he had 11 balls. No, no, no. He has two balls, but he's... Th- and he completed 11 that you know of. Fair.
1: Patriots roll again. Bucks went to Atlanta. Took the L. Should have known. 34 to 20. The Falcons are seven and four. NFC South, you've got two eight and three teams because the Saints went to LA and lost. Like football Yoda told us would happen. The Rams are eight and three. The Saints fall to eight and three. Yet the Panthers at eight and three, and then you got the Falcons at seven and four. Three teams can make the playoffs in the NFC South. The Jags, they lose in Arizona to the Cardinals. They fall to seven and four. You had a fight break out in Oakland between Crabtree and Tlaib. They're suspended now for two games apiece. The Raiders win. They keep their season alive, five and six. How about the struggle in Sunday Night Football? The Steelers, whose offensive playmakers came out and performed, Antonio Brown, my God, that dude just makes unbelievable magical fairy dust plays out there. Some of the things he does, I mean, him and Le'Veon Bell are just absolutely mind-blowing.
2: It was a great week for who's the best receiver in football because Julio Jones had an unbelievable game. Yes, And then Antonio Brown followed it up with a kick-ass. One of the best catches I've ever seen in my whole life, that one he had on the sideline. Oh, the game-winning
1: field goal drive. Yes, how did he drag that second foot? Dude,
2: he made a lot of tough catches in that game. He's the reason they won that game. And it's a shame because the Steelers should be dominating the Brett Hundleys, and they didn't. They they should be dominating the Jacoby Brissettes and Scott Tolzins, and they didn't. Okay, it's so, like, what is going on? They're not a very disciplined football team.
1: Is that it? So you're blaming, you're looking more on, like, what did the Steelers do wrong as opposed to Brett Hundley maybe rising to the occasion, playing the best game
2: of his life? No, obviously, yes, but how does that happen if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers? How do you allow that to happen? Well, I've always I thought the in entire— In Pittsburgh, scene, yeah, on I, Sunday night.
1: No, you're right, but I, I don't know that that game was really, ever, truly in doubt for them. They were up the whole time, and the Packers kept on coming back, coming back, just never quit. And I've thought that the Steelers' defense has been a tad overrated all year long.
2: Well, clearly they, they showed that on Sunday night. And I mean, that, Bab, and you're a Steelers fan. It's concerning what if, were your if thoughts? you're talking about them being— in the running for the best team, at least in the AFC. Well, they're
1: easily the second best team in the AFC because the AFC sucks. I mean, the Patriots are at the top of the mountain, they and technically, they've owned the Steelers. I don't know, dude. Those yeah. LA
3: Chargers look pretty damn good. They technically own the tiebreaker in the AFC right now, so if the playoffs are to start today, they'd be the one seed. But I don't know. And I've told you this before. I just bad, bad. The past bad. few years, I have not had a lot of confidence in the Steelers, and I still don't because you have the Bears' loss, you have the— what is it? The Jacksonville or whoever else they lost to randomly? Yeah, when they're nine, those are their only two losses. Yeah, and then struggling with teams like the Packers. Brett Hundley led Packers, so it's you know they're nine and two. Yeah, but I feel like they'd get like destroyed by. New England by a new, a new England team. I like love, it wouldn't even be a
2: contest. I love hearing Babb talk about his Steelers while wearing his World Champs Astros hat and his Dallas Stars pullover. Yeah, it's really a mosh posh of fanmanship there. And his Houston Texan thong underwear. Yeah, what's up with that, dude? And the, I only
1: know this because How he's not the, wearing pants. The Texans lose on Monday Night Football. Do you think Bill O'Brien's job is in jeopardy?
2: Bill O'Butchin? And did you, you hear, love that? Did you hear
3: the Tom's <clears throat> Good no God Does everyone MVP? have a frog like Everything in stuck in their throat it's,
1: today Stuff is happening Did you hear the Tom Savage post game Press conference
2: Yeah it was like Four seconds long
1: Yeah I've got it Bab. This is cut 90 If we were able to pill it, To pull it This is the entire Tom Savage press conference In it's entirety Entire
2: You good? Good, no good. Great Good, great, grand. Now they're all talking to each other. Like what? What? Wait. Uh, so that was the entire press conference. He literally in its entirety. Yep, in its entirety. The entire fifteen point six seconds. He walks up out. to the
1: podium. Nobody has a question. He walks out in, and leaves entirely in its entirety. Entirely in its entirely. So good, man. The Titans get the victory over the Colts. That's another team. We thought the Titans were going to be good. They struggle on the road to beat a bad Colts team. They're seven and four.
2: We thought Mariota was going to Mar- be a good Mariota's player. Mariota's regressed,
1: dude. And I don't know that he's. I think he's battled that hamstring, and I don't think he's truly healthy. But man, I thought the Titans were going to be a lot better. I also
2: think you're talking about another coaching staff that doesn't really know a whole lot about what they're doing. That's fair. I I don't necessarily. They, they need to be running. They need to be running the kind of offense that Houston was running with, with like Watson, you know. Or like a McVay, how he's creative. Get this guy moving. Do some do that read option more all that kind of stuff. Get get Mariota out of the pocket. They're not creative at all in Tennessee. So not that Mariota's been doing himself any favors, but that offense and that system is also not doing him any favors. So I don't really know who to blame there. No, but he's definitely right. regressed. And we all thought, I mean, you and Peter King were riding the freaking Mariota Tennessee bandwagon.
1: No, you're, I was all over them.
2: Gosh, I, what a nightmare it is to be a Tennessee fan. Uh, Tennessee Volunteers have that whole Greg Schiano no, fiasco. So true. The Titans blow Mariota. We don't know about him. And uh, the Memphis Grizzlies just fired Fizdale, their head coach, basketball coach. And he has coached like less than 100 games Woo, for them.
1: It's bad. It's bad to be in Tennessee. The bad Titans, time to be a Tennessee uh, Well, the fan. Titans are still 7-4 and, and, and leading that division. Well, they're Wait, tied no. with Jacksonville. I am about to say
2: Jacksonville. They're
1: both 7-4. and four Okay. Because the Jacksonville lost to the Cardinals. It's, that's another division. It's going to come down to the wire with who the heck wants to win it, and I don't know that anybody truly, truly does. Vikings get another win. They're 9-2, and, and the Eagles, my God. I hate to say it, dude. The Eagles are the best team in football easily at 10-1. and one.
2: And I think they have a fun game this week. I'm excited to see what NFC East Yoda comes in here and has to say, because I think they're in Seattle like Sunday night. They do.
1: It is Sunday night, and we'll get, we'll get NFC East Yoda's pick here in a second. He's about to Zoom in here. The thing we got to talk about. Oh, we got to
2: recap them, don't we?
1: Well, uh, NFC East or Football Yoda went one and two. I, I already oh, talked about it. Damn. Saints, Saints. Rams, he got. He got the Rams right. But he picked the Jets over the Panthers. Panthers found a way to pull it out. Yeah. And then uh, he missed. What was the other game he missed? He missed another game.
2: Yeah, Football Yoda. Tough. Tough one and two week. And I think NFC East was two and one. Oh, Bills Chiefs. He Bill's picked the Chiefs. Chiefs. Bill's, Bills got the win. Gotcha. Well, maybe he thought Peterman was in the game. Who knows? Football Yoda's struggling. Struggling. NFC East was 2-1. and one, Okay. And it was the Cowboys that, that burned him. Yep. He thought they were going to win at home on Thanksgiving in front of national television. Yeah, he does that. He and, does that. Uh, but there's no Eli Manning for whoa, the Giants whoa, anymore. Whoa, are We're, we're going to have to get
1: out of here. What
2: the heck? NFC East was 2-1, but he's
1: landing. You don't wait? Oh, my God! You don't wait until I you you, asshole? Holy Oh, you just want to fly
2: in here and take over? What's up, boys? Damn, I was 2 and 1 last week, man. I'm feeling good. I don't know why football's all sulky.
1: NFC's Yoda coming in hot football, dude. You want to get up here? Football's
2: er- scared to get Eric's, on my.
1: Eric's left the room. Here. Yeah, here.
2: Yeah. This is you, dude. This is your segment. It's us, football. I know you're sad. You were 1 and 2 this week, dude. You struggled. It's all right. I kept us alive. I was two and one. Mm-hmm. I wish, I wish the Cowboys <laughs> would have done me some favors on Thanksgiving, but but they didn't.
1: Well, you were stupid for picking the Cowboys in the first place.
2: Well, you were stupid for picking the Jets football.
1: Touche, my friend.
2: I hope you have a bounce back week.
1: I'm interested to hear what you have to say. Eli Manning has been benched in New York.
2: It's Geno Smith season, J- ladies and gentlemen. We have British here to end today. <laughs> Yeah, what happened? I'm football? trying
1: something new, gentlemen. I'm trying my inner Brit. And if it works, then I shall remain British Football Yoda the rest of the way. If it fails, I'll be back to my normal Walchuk crappy impression.
2: It's all crappy football.
1: Hey, <laughs> Just you, like your record. You don't be rude. My record's fine. I was undefeated a week
2: before. Redskins-Cowboys. Inner division matchup. On Thursday night, break out the Color Rush uniforms. I, as NFC East Yoda, love when my NFC East teams come out in the color rush. It just gets the blood pumping. So I'm excited to see it. And uh got a shame. I know Walshick's not in here to hear this, but he's going to be pissed when he listens back. Should I call him in? No. Okay. No, I don't I don't want to have to look at his face when <laughs> I tell him this. Cowboys aren't going to win this week. What? All right? And that's just kind of the bottom line. Boy, I don't blame you. I don't know if they'd even be able to beat themselves. They're a crappy football team, football. You know that better than anybody. They're not good. The Redskins are okay. They're not phenomenal, but gosh, I love Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden's phenomenal. Oh, you heard about his, a, his potatoes. Yeah, he's a, he's a big-time Thanksgiving fan. He loves that. We don't do think, that in England. I think a week after Thanksgiving, he's still going to ride that Thanksgiving high, and he's going to storm into AT&T Stadium. Oh, he's high. And he's going to put a whooping. Him and Kirk Cousins are going to put a whooping on those crappy Dallas Cowboys. So... Dallas, you're not going to fool me again. You're going to lose this week, and the Redskins are getting the victory. That's game number one. Let's move on to those Geno Smith-led G-Men Giants in Oakland to take on the Raiders. The Raiders just left a, it was like a boxing match slash football game that they just played in, so they're a little bit beat up, but I still like their chances against Geno Smith. Raiders are at home. The Giants are a now, Just what, a huge football team. Do you not think Davis
1: They're Webb will play at all? Because why in the hell would you play Gino Smith? You're not going to play Davis Webb. That's a really good point. You're going to sit Eli Manning for a quarterback we know sucks. His own teammates punch him and break his own jaw because he's that terrible. You're not going to play the rookie that you drafted.
2: I think Davis Webb will be playing before the end of the season. We'll be seeing. You'll see it multiple David Webb starts. No question. You know Chiafalo played against <laughs> David Webb in high school. Did he? Yeah, Chiafal did. When did that play? Uh, he was the quarterback, I think, for Keller. Chiafal was a linebacker. Interesting. He got That before or after the ACL injuries? That was actually. That the same was night. the week before. That was the week before. Ooh. It was the week before Chiafal tore his ACL for he, the first time. Did
3: he put some move on that? tore the ACL.
2: No, Davis Webb was not the reason why Chiafala tore his ACL.
3: Well, hurry up, NFC. You're taking up my time. I'm sorry, football.
2: Giants are going to lose. We all know it. Now we get to the fun one Sunday night in Seattle. The Eagles storm the Seahawks. 12th man is in action. Sierra is there. Russell Wilson's there. And fireworks are exploding. I think this is where the Eagles win streak comes to an end. You know, they've had a, a fairly easy schedule. They played those crappy Cowboys. They played those crappy Bears. You've seen them play crappy teams left and right. And they're putting whoopings on them, but they're not good teams. Seattle's not phenomenal, but Seattle at home, at night, on national television, needing a win. Give me Russell Wilson. Give me the Seahawks. Philly loses. I got the Redskins over the Cowboys. I got the Raiders over the Giants. And I got the Seahawks beaten up on the the Eagles. Football, the floor is yours, my friend. Please bounce back. God, help me if you don't bounce back. Very
1: good. Very good. I love it. Thank you so much. Can't believe the Cowboys are going to lose again. Going to get out of the accent now. Football Yoda's in the house. Strapping in. Buckling up, folks. Bring out your pen, because it's an undefeated week coming up. I'm sick of pussy putting around. It's the real deal. Pussy willow. Biggest game of the weekend, one of the biggest, if not the biggest in the NFC. You've got the 9-2 Minnesota Vikings against the 7-4 Atlanta Falcons. Playoff-esque game. It'll be rocking in Atlanta, in Georgia. They blew up the Georgia Dome. The souls of the seats of the Dome will eke into Mercedes-Benz Superdome, and it will lead the Falcons to a victory over the Vikings. They will do it. They've been hot. They've been playing some really good football. Julio Jones is feeling it. It's a good matchup with Xavier Rhodes, but we saw Marvin Jones have his way with Xavier Rhodes this weekend. The Falcons will find a way to beat the Minnesota Vikings. Game numero dos. Another big one. This is an inner division war between the two leading teams in the NFC South. The Falcons, they'll get done beating up on the Vikings. They'll go home, and they'll watch this one. It's the Carolina Panthers in another Mercedes-Benz Dome in New Orleans against the Saints. This one, the Panthers are going to come back down to earth a little bit. I have thought they were a little overrated all year long. They will drop one on the road to the Saints in this one. The Saints coming off an emotional road loss to the Rams, like I called last week. It'll happen again this week, but they'll be on the winning end of it as Drew Brees will lead the Saints to victory. I mean, with the way Alvin Kamara is playing, dude, is sensational. Good luck slowing him down. And then, the final game of the weekend. It is Monday Night Football. I have not picked a Monday-nighter in a long time, if at all. This is another divisional matchup.
2: Love those.
1: In the NFC North. AFC North, I should say. Pittsburgh? It is the Pittsburgh Steelers, a team that a Wolchuk and Chia Follower were just talking about, but they're on the road, not in Baltimore, not in Cleveland, but in Cincinnati. Red D? Andy Dalton and the Bengals will host the Steelers, and it'll be fun for a while, and then the offensive juggernaut, that is the Steelers, will flex their muscles, and they will go into the Bengals' stadium and once again, slay the big cat. The Steelers, they improve to 10-2 and two on the season. Big Ben gets yet another win over his AFC North Division rival. And the Steelers are victorious. There you have it. The Football Yoda selections. Falcons. Saints. Steelers. Read them and weep, suckers. Football Yoda. Ow. See you, football. Peace, NFCs.
5: Oh, man.
1: (laughs) All right.
2: Solid. I got to tell you, man, they were more respectable this week. They didn't say anything super rude. NFC shook my hand. Football gave me the respectful salute. I think
1: football was a little down on the dumps. He was down. I told you, he was upset about that Austin awesome and Jenkins play.
2: Well, he should be. Listen, anytime you're one and two and you're football Yoda, you have the visions. It's embarrassing. No excuses.
1: No doubt. Thank God for NFC East. We huh? will see what happens. Thank God for NFC East. Holding it down. We and, are the no spleets. Thank podcast. God for
2: Jay Gruden. Love you, Jay.
1: Zach Woolchuk, Eric Chief, follow producer, bam. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Enjoy another great weekend of football action. We'll be back next week to undiscover, I should say. Maybe not say that. That kind of sounded weird. But we'll find out what the playoff picture is.
2: Undiscover.
1: Hugs and hand-pounds, everybody. Deal. Come poised.